seven men. War was their profession. Death, an occupational hazard. But this time, they weren't fighting a war. They were fighting something far more deadly. One by one, it stalked them. And one by one, they died. Each death more horrifying than the last. Only one man is left. Major Dutch Schaefer. Now, in the heart of the jungle, he must face the most terrifying creature ever to land on Earth. One, on one. Intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch him! is the hunting ground. Man is the endangered species. Welcome to the Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. This is your host, Stephanie. Predator, now on video cassette from CBS Fox Video. Uh, it's a very, very powerful film. You know, I, when I read the script, or when I rehearse the scenes, or when I do the scenes, I get goosebumps in the way it surprises you with, with the unknown things and with things that you don't expect. Get ready for Predator, a very different kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger film. The world's best hunter has now become the hunted, falling prey to a ruthless predator from another world, one with strengths and powers far superior to Arnold's. It's life and death situation, and a situation that I have never dealt with. The unknown, you know, this monster out there. What is known is that Predator was one of the hottest films of 1987, grossing $60 million, making it one of the top four movies of the summer. CBS Fox Video is proud to lead off our great 1988 release schedule with this critically acclaimed box office smash. To get the attention of consumers, we're offering a stimulating support program that includes a poster, dangler, and standee for in-store use. Special Predator sweatshirts for consumers. Refer to Sales Kit for details. And to help you stock deeper, we're offering Predator exclusively in this special dual pack at a special price. The magnetism of Arnold Schwarzenegger, gut-wrenching combat scenes, and spectacular special effects. All guaranteed to get a grip on your customers. Predator, now on video cassette. Joining me today are Jesse. The greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into, into your muscle. It just blows up and it feels different. It feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. And so can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym, I'm getting the feeling of coming at home, I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people, I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. Son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick.
Jonald. The dreaded beast versus the savage hunter. Aliens versus predator with awesome new predators. Clan leader attacks with whipping dreadlocks. And stalker glowing in the dark fires his spear. Suddenly clipping up his attack spikes the wild boar alien charges. And the ferocious mother alien in her monstrous hive traps spike tail. Then covers him in ooze. Ooze Who will survive? Aliens versus Predator. Queen High playset comes with Mother Alien figure and ooze. Other figures sold separately. You're ghosting us, motherfucker. I don't care who you are back in the world. You give our position one more time. I'll bleed you real quiet. I'll leave you here. You got that. And here once again, up from Nashville, Kelsey. Come on, kill me. I'm here. Come on, do it now. Kill me. Cookies! Put that cookie down! Now! You want to fuck with me? You think you know bad, huh? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me! A choir boy! You cold bladders bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! There's something out there. Waiting for us. And it ain't no man. On this episode, there will be no segment. It's all Predator from 1987. This is a special movie for Chris Ferrucci from Slash House Studios. Because he's amazing and he gave us Rawhead Rex. That sounds like a sexual position. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a euphemism. But first, we're going to stop in at the old sleazy speakeasy. Minneapolis, St. Paul, listen up. This is Jesse the Body Ventura talking to you from the Chicago Lake Liquor Store across from Sears in Minneapolis. Where should you turkeys go to buy your beer? Chicago Lake Liquor Store. You can get the finest in domestic beer as well as imported beer. You can drink little bottles or drink it like the body. Chicago Lake Liquor is the number one beer store. They buy more, so you buy for less. Save even more on 3K Special. Number one, Chicago Lake Liquor. So what are you fools motherfucking drinking? Me? Steph, I'll appreciate your attitude right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start, start us off. Listen, we're in... Yesterday was 90 degrees and 90,000% humidity. But today it's much nicer. It's much nicer. So we're in the fall spirit. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about I'm our, welcoming, our fall beverages. I'm welcoming... Um, what are those things called? The, the Easter things? Uh, the Thanksgiving things that are like kind of look like Wait, a Easter horn? Easter or Thanksgiving? Well, the hard, corn, the, the so, horn of harvest? Um, the, the cornucopia. The cornucopia. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm eating. <laughs> The, the harvest. <laughs> yes, not Easter. Basically, Jesse mentioned every holiday. I had a stroke for a second. Okay. <laughs> the, the, you know the Yom Kippur flute. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's what I imagine a witch's vagina to be, but full of pumpkin flavor things. Ooh, it's just okay. the, the wicker funnel. Yes. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> so I'm licking at the witch's wicker funnel vagina, and it tastes like uh, pumpkins, because I'm drinking some pumpkin beers. So I got Manny Unk Brewing Company's Yunkin pumpkin and this is foreshadowing stuff because we're actually moving we're to moving many young and this is an ale brewed with pumpkin and spices 5.5 percent the place where we drink and yeah it's got like you know the typical the typical you know taste going on there it's got some nutmeg got some mm-hmm. allspice some cinnamon and it's got the clove cigarettes in there they just put out <laughs> and they mix it with the clove for, cigarettes for the kids yes <laughs> and, and then on deck this is like a like i said it's like a 5.5 beer and then on deck i have the trogues master of pumpkins and 
This one is a 7.5%. Mm. Um, and this is also... Listen, um, it's a fancy beer because it has a cork in it. This and that elevates yeah, it's it. It's brewed in Hershey <laughs> PA. That's how you know. Brewed in Hershey PA. It came, came from so far. And they call, <laughs> they call it Master of Pumpkins because uh, James Hetfield actually squats a deuce in every one. Yeah. And they make <laughs> not not around Lars. Lars yeah. doesn't per- do that. Personally deuced. Lars comes over and he like drip dries into it. <laughs> and then Kirk Hammett comes over and just like puts one of his gooch hairs in it. And he does see a lot of hair. The Master okay. of Pumpkins. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had this one last year. I don't remember what I thought about it. Me and Steph decided this year because we've tried like all the pumpkin beers throughout the years and pretty much like we only remember the ones we really liked. Right. So, so we're, we're, re- re- we're revisiting. revisiting, hoping that they have improved maybe. So, with some I'll, of them. I'll say the Yunkin Pumpkin, like it's not like a great, it's, it's like, okay, it's kind of like a I, harpoon kind of like, you know, bullshit beer, but it's yeah. a good sipping beer. It doesn't taste terrible. And it's got that little bit of pumpkin there, but it's actually more beer tasting than pumpkin. The pumpkin's only like a little bit on the back. Seat. Yeah. We were kind of hoping to get some Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin Ale, but they've they didn't have any. I don't understand. Oh, you like, should have told me because we were at the liquor store. I saw. I, well, I saw Elysian is also making this pumpkincino. Oh, uh, right. They didn't have that pumpkincino. And I haven't had it. And I heard it's pretty tasty. Coffee, coffee, oh. pumpkin. What? I can't remember. Like I said, I've had so many of them. I can't remember which ones I've had and which ones I haven't. So yeah. I revisit them. What are you drinking, Steph? Um, I am drinking a down east pumpkin cider. Oh, and, that's I, the, and we've had it before. Yes. Thank you, Steph, for and confirming that. Malilla, <laughs> Malilla had it before, but she doesn't recall. She doesn't recall. Before. She swears to God um, she had. She never had it. I mean, it. listen, uh, to her defense, I guess, they did change the can. The can didn't look like this last year. Now, so maybe saying, that's why she's saying, saying Melissa's memory is based on visuals only. <laughs> I, <think so>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of call bullshit on that because she can't tell the difference between an Asian person and a black person. So <laughs> I call bullshit on that um, one. So yeah, 5.1 uh, ABV. This is like Down East are my favorite ciders of all time. They're good. I'm just going to say that. They're easy to drink. Um, yeah. And that one's pretty good. Uh, but I remember when Melissa tried it last year, she did not like it. And now all of a sudden she's on board with it. So whatever. It's, it's tasty. And I'm excited yeah. to try that fancy old pumpkin beer you got over there. Yeah, Master Pumpkins. I'm going to share it with you. Ready for the Lars. Uh, Kelsey, how about you? And then I want you to tell everyone about the cocktail you made us. So well. in order to warm us all up and show off my bartending skills, like I usually try to. Like, uh, like Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, just throwing shit in the air and trying to catch <laughs> it. Oh, 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 is, that why you, that's, is that why you mix them in your underwear? Yeah. She's yeah. <laughs> just let out. Yes. Uh, Take those I, old records off the shelf. Did she, did, oh she throw, did she throw a grappling hook on the side of John's house and started climbing it while she was mixing it? While I was pouring it. Oh, all, we're just combining all the movies, yeah. right? Okay. And then a mummy came, and I was like, what the fuck? And she went, ah! <laughs> and then I saw how, I saw how stupid yeah. hey you guys can reveal all my bartending secrets this is like my gimmick so just take it easy Steph pick but, one or the other the hoodie on or the hoodie I off I, I'm getting hot because I'm drinking got hot flashes Steph's getting naked so I started us off with some spiced rum a little banana liqueur apple uh, the, usually I like to use apple cider because it has more spice flavor in it, but um, I didn't have time to pre-batch anything before I came out here. So I got some like sparkling apple cider and then a little lemon juice all mixed in together. And it's a drink I just made for our new fall cocktail at the bar where I work. Um, I called it the Haunted Mansion. It was good. It's really tasty. It smooth. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I wouldn't have tasted the banana in there until you mentioned it. I was like, okay, now, unless I can taste it. I like, it I like can taste that it. little, I don't know, like a little warm yeah. flavor, it was warm like a little, little spritz you on, could the taste it on the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not just all straight up like apple fighter flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. I, w- 
What do you got in your fancy glass over there? Oh, and then, I also uh, want to say, it did give me the energy to be able to discuss Predator 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. it, it powered us through. We, we, it powered us through <laughs> playing a couple of sessions of Rock Band uh-huh. and recording a Patreon episode. Yep. So yes, yeah. I say success. And then my next step in the uh, the alcoholic marathon is uh, a Lambic. I got one for me and John to split. We've got the Clique Belgian Cherry Beer. It's the, that fancy old Lambic. Yeah, it's Lindemann's, and uh, if you want another flavor, it's the Lindemann's Cherry Cough Drop made into a beverage. That's <laughs> good. And John pulled out his actual brand, fancy Lindemann glasses, and I feel like I'm yeah, going to break this like, damn thing in my sweaty like hand. These were like $2 the liquor store because they were just trying <laughs> yeah. to get rid of them. I was like, oh, I like them. These. I think they're fancy. They're, they're a fancy-ass flute-looking thing. Some, some old lady came in the next day, and she's like, did you sell those Lindemann's glasses? <laughs> I was going to buy them for my grandson. <laughs> yeah. for, for Christmas. <laughs> Put them next to my Snoopy collectible <laughs> and, glasses. And they're like, and they're like, oh, this guy John bought them. Here's his address. Okay, I'm going to drive over to his house. And he, she was knocking at the door. She was like, is there a man over here that has bushly as fuck eyebrows because he took my Lindemann's glasses. <laughs> I had those Lindemann's on hold. And my, they were from my grandson, Joey, who has leukemia. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, my God. Why? Wow. And okay. he wants them. And what, do you, what do you got over there, John? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking more of my Oarsman Ale from Bell's. It's a tart wheat ale. It's refreshingly tart. You're drinking a tart wheat ale with some tart cherry beer. I'm mixing everything. I got a Starbucks over here, too. My yeah. Like, look, my, my mouth is a fucking... The garbage collect compact from fucking <laughs> the Death Star and, yeah. and Star Wars. No, Everything goes in there. John's innards look like the inside of a toxic waste barrel. I believe it. Not like, to mention, we also just ate Taco Bell, and I uh, <laughs> I downed half a Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh my god, there's gonna be a Baja Blast going on. There's gonna be a couple Baja Blasts. Just on. wait. Just bleach the shit out of my toilet after you're done with it. <laughs> when you go in there, in the back, it looks like a Baja back, back splatter. Back splash, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be that neon turquoise color. Oh. Gonna it's, gonna gonna like, it's gonna like Predator blood. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Seth's gonna be like, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but that the, the toilet is not a bowl to eat nachos Belgrande <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it looks like in there. <laughs> nachos Belgrande and Predator blood. I think I saw a quarter <laughs> cup of black beans on the, on the, on the, on the back seat. Look like stalagmites. <laughs> Which one of you just put avocados in here? Oh God! I thought I was going to Crystal Cave store when I, when I went to the bathroom. Don't say Crystal anything because Dan Aykroyd will come out. Oh, oh yeah, no. True. Somebody True. say Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> Lock the window. <laughs> Look at that forehead is so big. <laughs> <laughs> so we did want to bring up one other thing. Um, we talk about exhumed films all the time because every year we go to the 24-hour horathon in October. We also go to the X Fest, which is usually in April or May, 12-hour, yep. which is the first my time I came and hung out with you two, guys. Yeah. My two favorite events of the year. Yes, by well, the, and by the same people. So much fun. Yes, so much fun. So the Exhumed Film guys uh, are starting their own space, and it's called the Space. It's part retro arcade part yes. movie theater and most importantly it's going to be an archive for all their film prints right, which at this point has probably become the largest film print archive on in the United uh, basically States basically the, what they what what they what Harry has said is if you're if you're at a place and you're watching a 35 millimeter of a movie it probably was borrowed from them right. that's how that's how hardcore that's awesome. I love right. it these guys like i mean we live and breathe horror on the show but these guys live and breathe horror like film like they right. like they they fucking live this shit they walk the walk, they talk the talk, and like, I, you know, they spend endless, <clears throat> endless amounts of time and energy into the projects they do for, you know, at the end of the day, not much compensation for them, but because they love doing it and love sharing it. it is. is. No, it is a passion. And, like, it's funny when you go to the 24-hour marathons because you see, uh, me and Steph say it all the time, you see a lot of the same people and you see a lot of new people, you know, that, that try mm-hmm. it out. And it's really, really fucking cool. And it is 
still to this day, you know, me and stuff have been going now for probably like four or five years, and every time we go, we see movies we've never heard of yes, before. Yeah, and I that, love right, it. I've been for the last two years. Favorite is my it, favorite part. It's so cool. So, um, yeah, they started a GoFundMe for this, and right now they're at just under fifteen thousand dollars out of a hundred thousand. And I'm pretty sure this is like a flexible goal. They're just, pretty, you know, they said at a hundred thousand, and I don't really think they think they think they're going to reach that. But with the expectation, you know. However much money they end up getting determines how much, how far they can go with this. Um, how you know what they can, yeah. what they can start doing that they want to take care yeah, of, and um, just kind of expedite the process of actually. Harry, Harry told it. me. Harry to- told me earlier this year at, at the last X Fest that they have the location. That yeah, they've already started working on. Yeah, it, right? they, they, it was a couple different shop fronts that they basically are knocking down the inner walls and combining its spaces. And that renovation takes a lot of time. There's it takes a lot of money mm-hmm. on the GoFundMe. There's yeah. there's decent yeah. pictures, and uh, yeah, they have a lot of ideas for it. They want it to be an arcade. They want to have like a show room in there they want to have so a cool. want to have a spot for diabolic dvd to be able to sell his stuff in so a lot of great ideas and steph has um a couple of the tiers here and we are going to absolutely be taking part in um adding some money in their pockets for it probably do the 500 level so we can do yeah, um, we're hoping to do that but so Steph's can, gonna go right yeah. now so um they have like a lot of different levels um one so the, the lowest level is a dollar to 49 dollars and, and just, i'm sorry so before we start this mm-hmm. i really just want to encourage people if you live in this freaking area or if you live in new york you live in new jersey you live in anywhere delaware, in PA, you yeah. live in delaware anywhere that's like a it is it check out these check out the things they do guys because like i feel like a lot of people especially horror fans are these kind of people that want to stay inside all the time and just like not partake in like the social activities and listen i'm right there with you but these things you get out and do them they're yeah. fucking awesome because, man well, and, that, and you get to meet like-minded people like right. you which doesn't happen you know it's it's harder to do that yeah. you know and, and like the, like their events they don't only do the events that we talk about they are also associated with like the Mahoning Drive-In they yes. have events right. there yeah. they're, they do events in New York they do events in New Jersey that they're like associated it's a, with yeah it's so, like communities within communities well right. I should even say like you know part of this is having a physical location for the film archive and the, you know even if you're not social and you don't, you don't go to these events if you enjoy horror Blu-rays and you picked up a Blu-ray within the last probably fifteen to twenty, you know, fifteen years, and um, you got something that's really obscure B movie, it could have come from you know all those all those Blu-rays that are made are curated from a film print from a source material, and that source material has to be taken meticulously cleaned up, yeah, cleaned up, curated, and you know you know to Harry on the side has Garage House Pictures and he's taken. You know certain certain movies that he knows like nobody else would really appreciate, or they're so niche that they could fall by the wayside. And he's done the job of restoring them himself and getting them out there under his own label. But a lot of these film prints, uh, film prints are circulated privately through different hands until they get the licensing to eventually make you know a DVD or a Blu-ray copy for us to enjoy now in 2018. And part of that is having these films and making sure that they're taken care of. You know, otherwise, you know that you know if they're not digitally restored at some point, these mold. films deteriorate. Yeah. yeah, it's all about mold, guys. It's like, <laughs> They'll it's, disintegrate. You know, where my tape heads at? Yeah. And so, like the the, the unseen, <laughs> but you know, even though like where we're watching these movies and stuff like that, a lot of the unseen stuff that goes on is them finding these uh, you know estate sales and private collections and getting those prints and making sure that some of these films can live on well, that may have not even been seen since the drive-in era. Right, and I yeah. want to say before stuff gets into the tears here that. You know, you may see, you may think that some of these tiers are absurd price-wise, but then you have to also consider, like, when you're storing film, you want to have a temperature-controlled, humidity-controlled space. Absolutely. Right. Like otherwise, yeah. otherwise, you just keep them in your grandma's basement and let Jesus handle it for you, okay? <laughs> yeah. And you go back there, and it looks like cauliflowers growing on your fucking priceless prints. And the insurance to, like, you know, these, yeah. you know, these are highly flammable prints. You know, yeah. they have to be cared for in such a way so that they're not a risk. 
the guards anybody else. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So the first level is just um, it's a hundred to forty. It's a one, sorry, one dollar to forty nine dollars, and that basically you're just supporting. You're just supporting the cause. And and every level I mention, you get all the rewards from the previous level. That's right? typical, yeah. So the next one is the fifty dollars, and if you donate fifty dollars, you get a T-shirt. Next is seventy five, and you um you get a year's membership to the space oh. plus you get a t-shirt right oh. uh, and then I guess there's like selected events and you'll receive like free admission to it for like members only I love it uh, 150 will get you everything I mentioned um, plus you'll get a DVD blu-ray sampler pack from garage house pictures and diabolic DVD and you'll also have your name displayed in the venue look at that it's real fancy. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, next up is the $500 level, and this is a um, a single feature programmer for the space. So you get everything I mentioned. Uh, you get free access to the Cosmic Arcade. You have like a film showing, right? So you can uh, you can invite a bunch of people. You can pick it's the a movie. Private film uh, screening for you and up to fifty people, which is awesome. So, cool. so awesome, and you get the guys get to hang out in the arcade as well. So we want to do that for the podcast. Yes, I love Satan party and, like, and invite all the Patreon members, even if they're can come or not. Which you know? even and, like and friends, even yeah. if you weren't like doing that for a podcast or something else that you're trying to market. Doing that for like a birthday party would probably be fun. Oh yeah, oh, that's so great. That's what I was thinking. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah, or like you're getting engaged, or like you know you, you have a five year anniversary coming up. You could, I mean, a million things. Like horror nerds love this kind of. I mean, shit. what if you were a couple that loved Never Ending Story? You never saw the original theatrical right? production on yeah. film before, and you wanted to do that. And you, and you wanted to be in a like movie setting, just right. the two of you, and just make coitus. I mean, you could do that <laughs> for five hundred dollars <laughs> for an easy five hundred dollar payment. You <laughs> yes. can. So where are the other forty eight patrons that you were going to bring? It's just the two of us and lock the door behind. You. He's like in my <laughs> pants, <laughs> and just get like a really big like white skin rug and pretend you're fucking on Falcor as no. he's riding. Oh my god! The best. Do it. <laughs> and then when you're coming, you turn go, around. No, seriously, turn around. <laughs> Please don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna see my O face, and it's not very pleasing. <laughs> I already did my rendition of that song. <laughs> okay, next level is a thousand dollars, and that is a double feature program um, so you get to do 50 guests again and you get to pick two movies you get two for the price um, of two and then also <laughs> let's see they're not they'll, I guess they'll try to do if you if, it, if the movies you select they don't have they're gonna try to do them digitally for you but I mean pick a movie that they have and yeah, watch it on I, fucking film yeah you know? I mean, that's the point yes um, but then also the, everything basically, I mentioned before if you before, pick a movie they don't have and they say they're gonna pl- play for you on blu-ray they're basically spitting in your face <laughs> so you know I think for a thousand dollars they're gonna try to accommodate you any way yeah. they can. I mean, yeah. Har- <laughs> Harry's gonna fucking put guacamole in his ass, and you can eat guacamole out of his ass for that much money. I mean, I'm sure he's. Just- <laughs> <laughs> and then the highest. The other guys will put like pico de gallo and hummus. <laughs> you, just, you just go down the row, <laughs> get a little pineapple salsa, get, get it's a, a little. Is a, a, a catering table with just like circles in it and their asses. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you take them to Chipotle and you clear out the employees and you just basically go down the line. Okay, what do you want on that black I think bean? That, okay, yeah. I mean, I think technically if you gave them five thousand he said he would do it so you know <laughs> hook him up so the highest and final level is twenty five hundred dollars um and it's called the guest movie marathon mogul and uh that is a you can pick pick up to five prints from their impressive archive or digital versions what? and invite up to fifty guests and then it's everything that mentioned we mentioned already so you get to so hang like- out in the arcade you get to get a, a t shirt you yeah. know so it's exhumed films um, go to their website. They're on Instagram. Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Facebook. Facebook is probably the easiest. That's where they're the most active. Yeah. That's where you can get. You can see all the events they're doing. Upcoming you, events. Links, links to, to tickets. Get tickets. Uh, yeah, but it, I mean, support them. Any amount of money, and uh, they appreciate it. 
All right, it is time for Trailer Trash. Rescue team, not assassins. Now, what are we gotta do? In a part of the world where there are no rules, we pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, kid. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Philly so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. No blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, it killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. He will skin the lion. It hunts for sport. Skinning us one at a time. We're all going to die. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Our feature presentation is Predator from 1987, which was a pick by Chris Ferrucci from Slash House Studios. Uh, also known as Alien Hunter. Mm. Hunter. Prime Evil, which was the USA working title. I think they all suck. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> no, but why don't we... I mean, it's not really a predator. It's really a hunter. Oh my God. It's a trophy hunter. That's, it's a bass fisherman. <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> that's like the fucking new movie just over and over yes. and over again. You're like, we get the joke. It's not good. Uh, the movie's rated R. Had a budget of fifteen million dollars, mm. and it grossed. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Fifty-nine point seven million dollars hey. in the USA. Damn, ninety-eight point two million worldwide. I mean, it's still not great. It's like I not mean, like a, uh, that's a success though. No, it is, but I mean, it's not like a fucking breaking the box office. It's you know? not a uh, what? Look who's it's talking. At least, <laughs> <laughs> it's at least quadruple the budget. We talked about look, look who's talking on the last oh, episode. That God. made two hundred ninety-five million. That movie's. 
funny. So just think about it. You know? Predator, <laughs> 90 million. Look who's talking. Baby's, baby's talking. Bruce Willis. Add 200 million to yeah. that. You know, it's a strange. Taglines. If it bleeds, we can kill it. By giving it a blood transfusion laced with AIDS. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. Not according. I mean, according to this, it has because it's been here over and over and well, over yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and also not according to AVP rules because in AVP they had like a fucking Hunger Games pyramid, like, like yeah, in the Antarctic. When the Earth grows hot, the, the predators just come to sweat it out. Yeah, right. Every it's like every ten years, it's so hot. Yeah, and the predator comes. Al Gore said next week global warming is going to cause tidal waves, and John Cusack's going to drive away <laughs> from them. In a limo. So the predators need to come and just harvest all the peoples before it happens, <laughs> and then just take us out. Man, there's so many taglines for this movie. There's God. a couple. There's many. It's just a screenplay, and they put it on the every yeah, poster. Much. <laughs> it came for the thrill of the hunt. And the taste of the shunt. It and picked, the thrill of the cut. It really did. <laughs> the wrong man to hunt. <laughs> I love the taste of the human shunt. <laughs> Soon the hunt will begin. And by the time the hunt begins, Jesse Ventura is going to be completely exhausted from carrying around that minigun for the whole goddamn movie. And also <laughs> chewing all the tobacco. Jesus yeah. Christ, his jaw was probably so tired. No, he had like a fucking, he had like a horse jaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could crack walnuts open in that mouth. He hit it in his dimple inside of his chin. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Aww. When the fight scene happens, there's people hiding in his dimple and like <laughs> tossing grenades out of it. He's like, hi, get cover in my dimple. And everyone just goes to his dimple. It's like a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see like little grenades flying out of Bunker Dimple. That's my new band name, Bunker Dimple. It's good. Bunker Dimple. <laughs> In a part of the world where there are no rules, aka South American jungle, deep in the jungle where nothing that lives is safe, an elite rescue squad is being led by the ultimate warrior. But now... Is it really the ultimate warrior? I mean, Dutch is, it, is, is the it, ultimate warrior, no, yes. like the wrestler, the oh. ultimate warrior. No. <laughs> I wish. R.I.P. Just screaming at the predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah! He's got like neon on. But now, they're up against the ultimate enemy. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. It kills for pleasure. It hunts for sport. But this time, it picked the wrong goddamn man to hunt. Also, it kills for pleasure and hunts for sport are total opposites. Yeah. And it doesn't do one of those things. No. Right. It does not kill for pleasure. No, it's right. You yeah. don't know. You I can mean, read his diary. And we're having a great time. When we see his little face, that's a smile. I mean, you I mean, can't already, really tell. We already talked about it, but I don't think he's hunting. I think he's just trying to make a really good, like, mixtape that he can take back to his planet so he can get fucking the, the Predator version of Kanye West. He can make, like, yes. a fucking goddamn... You can drop an album for him, you know? Well, he's a, he's also a tape head, but he's a skull head. He collects your skulls, so... Oh, uh, right. I mean, he's going to he, have a skull and collection. And he does caress them lovingly. Yeah. You're yeah. such a fucking pred. I, I love, love it. it. Turn around, turn around. You're such a fucking pred. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> alright two more taglines I hate you secretly <laughs> right <now. laughs> we cannot see it but it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear it sees everybody's dick heat I mean, as they're walking around it's, it sees Bill, Di Bill Duke's dick heat and Carl Weathers fucking uh, catfish dick <laughs> every time he's fucking Carl Weathers eyes are so far apart in this movie he looks like a fucking catfish I mean in life I guess when people it gives movie. him a, a 
benefit of a wider peripheral. Yeah, no, I want to imagine that there was an editor for Predator that like, whose whole job was to keep Carl Weathers' eyes as far as the And he went every frame, every frame he had to go like, in and edit. It was like Lord of the Rings where they had to like mess with like the illusion of like height. Oh, yes. they, yes. they had to actually film people like 50 feet away from Carl Weathers so he could see them because if they were closer than 20 feet, he would they were just invisible. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's in front of me? Is Arnold in front of me right now? He's standing right there. Don't you feel his breath? I see nothing. For God's sake, get him binoculars. <laughs> and finally, in this movie, Arnold will experience every meaning of the word pain. That is so will stupid. he? I mean, he should have because they should. Are they talking about Batman? Technically, they should all be covered in poison ivy and ticks yes. by the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. So many diseases. Arnold Chiggers. Yeah. Dude. Yellow fever, malaria. Arnold should look like he's wearing and, and like <laughs> black shoulder pads from all the swollen ticks sucking all his blood. Yes. You, I actually have a, a related story to that, too. <laughs> so, so what part of that? To the, to being, being eaten by ticks. Oh. So uh, I had to work on a commercial that was way out in the, the forests of Nashville. And of course, it's the South and ticks are everywhere. And we were like climbing up and down this hill with a fog machine and whatever craziness. And I get home and I swore I put on bug spray and like all kinds of essential oils and the, the like deep woods, to, yeah. you know, bugs. Just fucking put deep right yeah, in your crotch. Yeah, just, just deep like, just straight in up. every possible crevice of my body. And I get home and my legs <gasps> from my like ankle to the knee are just covered in <sighs> those little tiny ticks. Oh, yeah. dear ticks. Fuck, and, man. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's no good. And so I got completely naked and just sat in my bathroom. <laughs> and at the time I started dating uh, my boyfriend and I, I called him in. I was like, Justin, I know we just started dating, but uh, I need you to come in here and you take the hundreds Dude. of ticks off my naked Bef body, before please. He, before he did that, you should have went on Chatterbait, and you could have had some like fucking really specific genre porn of like oh, naked yes. tick, tick, tick porn. porn. Yeah, yeah. Tick pulling porn. Like, oh we could have made a fortune. Yeah, you could have had a camera in camera with a Petri dish, and then as you're pulling oh off every tick, putting God. them in the Petri dish. One person. It around. was the worst. So, and that was just globally. in, in you know, the woods of Nashville. Yeah. Whatever. And the amount of ticks I got was horrendous. Dude, I and I can't imagine if you're in, you know, the actual. My brothers did the Appalachian Trail, and he said every oh, single fucking awful. day you'd wake up. The first thing you did was just detick, and you'd be covered oh. in fucking ticks. Their sleeping bags would be full of ticks because they would be sleeping on the ground. Sometimes they'd be sleeping in like hammocks that they put between trees. But even when you're on hammocks, you'd get ticks. You, so you, bad. Every day. You know what ticks do, right? Ticks climb up to the little edge of the blade of grass and they stick their little arms out and they go, Ooh! What is that called? And they try to grab you when you walk by because yeah, they can't jump. What is that word called when they try I to I can't remember. Oh, my questing. Name for it. Questing. questing. Yeah, it is questing. <laughs> questing. Um, I mean, ticks. Wow, me, I was fucking quested Steph, that you day. Did you get a tattoo of yeah. a tick doing that? <laughs> right, like, you were the, you were the dragon quest. that they had to slay. I, I was, yes. No, uh, the only, I was the end boss for all those fucking ticks. The only good thing is that, like, it takes, like, a, a long time for ticks to actually, like, fully attach and give any diseases oh so, cool they had so they had all yeah. day no it takes 24 hours so you're good you're, yeah. you got them all i don't, off. I, I don't get squeamish easily <sighs> but no but ticks that was the worst that was the worst not like up there like oh my yeah. top five things and they also give you very horrible diseases i'm so really I'm so terrifying. lucky i, can, I didn't I get can, anything i can yeah. tolerate the occasional tick getting chiggers sucks oh yeah because they bite you and even when you you don't even know they're there they're biting the shit yeah. out of you, and then when you wake up and you just got red bumps all over yourself. Yeah, but do they give you Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever? No, no. But, but the actor in this movie got super AIDS from a tick. Oh, he did. actually. Oh, he didn't get it from a tick. He died. It. <laughs> no. That's so sad. Okay, we'll talk so, about that later. All right. <laughs> Ticks time. in Mexico are like three inches. <laughs> it's time for the back of the VHS. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in this action-packed adventure story of fighting men pitted against an unseen enemy, a force more powerful than their fiercest weapons, recruited by the CIA to rescue hostages held by guerrilla fighters in Central America. Actually, it says, in a Central American country... They don't want to be specific. Vague, they don't want to be okay, specific sure. and offend also, anybody. Also, action-adventure story. <laughs> Wait, yeah. when I think action-adventure, I think the never-ending story. You know what I think of? <laughs> Falcor. He's Steph, going to fly over the jungle. That's fantasy. You know what no, I think of, Steph? still. Medicine Man and fucking <laughs> Sean Connery on a zip line with his little ponytail going... <laughs> still, John hasn't seen it. All right. Schwarzenegger <laughs> and his men encounter an enemy unimaginably more deadly than any on Earth because the Predator is not of this Earth. Packed with spectacular special effects and combat scenes of gut-wrenching power, Predator is the most terrifying and the most exciting Schwarzenegger movie yet. And that was from the CBS Fox video, 1980. Okay. When I'm I- going on a zip line, my <laughs> ponytail feels like a Pegasus flying so high in the sky. That movie's great. John, you need to say it. Is there any episode that we could possibly do where we just no. don't bring up Medicine Man? No, no. no I'm sorry. It's in my contract. <laughs> but also, I want to say that I, I agree with most of the statements in this back of the VHS, it's except that it, I don't, I'm not sure that this is the most terrifying or exciting Schwarzenegger I don't movie. understand Schwarzenegger. why. Schwarzenegger. It sounded like Sean Connery. I guess if you're trying to intentionally be misleading and say that this is an action-packed adventure, that's a kind of a cool thing, but at the, but at the same time... That's not really what you're getting. No, yeah. no, it's not. I mean, it, it's not it's, Indiana it, Jones. It's slightly action packed. Like, like the like the gorilla scene is probably it, the most action packed. The rest is like a right. suspense it's, film. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's, way, yeah, it's, it's way front, more tense. It's front loaded to be an action film. Yeah, and and well, but, yeah. It's, but that's by well, design. Because you have that, the, and you know what? The Schwarzenegger name brand. That's interesting too, because this film does just like have elements of pretty much every, almost every genre of a movie. As you people know? have said, it is genre bending. Oh, to people Ooh, said that. Oh, I like that. It's like hot yoga genre bending. They said this is ele- <laughs> they, they called this movie elevated action. Oh, so okay. it, yeah. is that a new genre? Elevated, is it a new genre? Yeah. It's an elevated action movie. So it was directed by John McTiernan. Oh. Only his second movie. He really? Yep. Oh well, then he went on to direct a lot because his first movie was with Pierce Brosnan. What is it called? Nomads. 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 It's a horror yeah. movie, apparently. I, I, I haven't even seen that. I, I think I saw it, but I don't remember it at all. I don't Shot think sounds I have. so familiar. Shot Factory has it on Blu-ray. I'm yeah, I couldn't to, tell I'm you. Trying any, to get a copy of it. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell you a damn thing about it. So he also directed Die Hard, The Hunt for Red October, <laughs> Sean Connery, <laughs> Medicine I, Man. I, I was inside that submarine and I couldn't bathe properly because the the shower was so small. <laughs> so they had to bring me a bucket from the ocean every day, and I'd cleanse my testicles in it. <laughs> To get them nice and clean again. Listen, you have to see Medicine Man alone for his fucking ponytail. Yes. And the zip lining. I tried to. Trying well, to tell actually, me it's better than Steven Seagal's ponytail? Because yes, I don't is. know. That is a hard I mean, sell. Don't come at me with that sell. But it's Sean Connery. When you so say yes. ponytail, you're assuming the hair came from my head when in actuality it was just neck hair. That I, I tied it all back. <laughs> I gathered it up. If, actually, if, you took a, if, it, if I was to take off my shirt, you'd see that that was actually ass hair coming up my backside. Go- gorilla glued upwards. I, it was, I braided it all the way from my ass. It was like a brontosaurus tail. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Music by Alan Silvestri. Yay! He oh, hold on, I'm sorry. Before you get into it, I wanted yes. to say that J- John McTiernan was involved in some fucking heinous shit. Real oh, quick. Oh, let's hear. Spent heinous. Some, he spent some. Uh, it's really corny. It, uh, that's the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it's so Wait, corny. Wait, is it he- heinous and corny? Yes. Okay. Corn hain. Um. <laughs> He spent time in prison. <laughs> he spent time in prison for lying to the FBI about illegally wiretapping a producer of the Rollerball remake 
apparently what uh, which apparently because of a, st- a set of roller on the rollerball remake apparently mysteriously burned to the ground and mctiernan suspected one of the producers didn't like the movie oh and didn't want to finance it so was trying to get insurance money so he basically bugged this guy illegally and he got caught for it what? And, and the reason he got caught for it was because he was using this this uh notorious private investigator that a lot of people in hollywood had used at the time to do, do like shady like investigating like tom cruise and a bunch of other people, and they nailed him. And because they nailed him, they nailed like a bunch of other people with oh. it. So he just he spent like ten months. He didn't spend a lot of time. In what jail. year was this? He spent like ten months in jail, two thousand and six or Holy something. Shit. And now oh. he and now this dude's bankrupt as fuck. Oh, no. He's got no money left. He maybe he should have came Apparently back. Apparently, a lot of the people the from Predator, yeah, they, they, like they, ban- pretty they uh, didn't bankrupt or dead, yeah. <laughs> or, or legless, or, or and dead, or legless, legless, legless and dead, legless and dead. That, <laughs> and that's also the name of my uh, grindcore band. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he um he worked on Chips the TV series, Chips, Romancing the Stone. Bless. What does that mean, Romancing the Stone? I don't know. You I take never, it out I, to dinner and uh, is that like pay me? It little compliments. Is that why? Like I just get the rock's chest and I grease it up and I just roll my dick and balls no, that's, all that's the time. That's when you get Eddie Grant to do the song for the movie. Romancing the stone. Never heard the the uh, Eddie Grant song? No. Yeah, the other no. guy did Electric Avenue. Oh yeah. But do you want to get I down? Know that song. John, where do you want to where are you gonna get down to though? Electric in the music Avenue. video, it's me and the rock, but we're shopping at IKEA trying to pick out proper, like, you know, He's matching, matching uh, you heard about dinner the, room tables. The Rock and uh, Big Chubb's Big Trub's Little Chines, right? Oh, I did hear uh, about that. that. What's the thoughts let's on that? Let's not bring that up. What's thoughts? No thoughts. No, no thoughts. No thoughts right now. No. Okay. None. Blank. Blank slate. None. none. Okay. So I'm getting the idea. Hopefully, Rob dead by then. So he also uh, did the music on Cat's Eye, Back mm. to the Future trilogy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Delta Force, Flight of the Navigator, <laughs> Summer Rental, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Why was there a stutter in there? Does he pork pig? Mac and me. My stepmother is an alien. She is. The Abyss. Because her vagina's weird. Predator 2, Death Becomes Her. He also did. Motherfucking holds up. That he also did amazing. the soundtrack to the Back to the Future ride, which is basically oh. like, it's basically like getting your kids and putting them in the washing machine. <laughs> you're inside this steel contraption oh. that keeps gyrating around and Doc, <laughs> well, they, Doc just keeps screaming at you and you have no idea Marty, what he's saying because the speakers suck. Oh, God. Yeah, um, I, I missed out on that and said they replaced that with uh, the Simpsons ride at Universal, Was which is exactly the same thing as oh, that. It's the same. Oh. But you, it's, you, it's, you get it's like more, shaken baby syndrome. Yeah, I mean, they just put you in a car and <laughs> you're just... Go on. All over the place. I went yeah. on the Back to the Future ride. The only time was at Disney, which I was probably like 21 when that happened. And it was like, well, at that time, that ride was beating the fuck down, dude. It had been there for so long. It was shitty as hell. The fucking hydraulics were so jittery and like strong. I was like bashing my head on the side <laughs> of the DeLorean. Well, there. It's just fucking weird. You're in luck because the ET ride is still there and perfectly preserved. It was there when I went, but pretty I much like I, the, I peeked like in. Oh, I peeked. You, let's guess. You didn't go on it. No, fuck no, I didn't go on it. Are you, <laughs> you kidding me? That's like, why would I want to go in there and have someone just fucking go fucking elbow deep in my ass like i don't want to do that the best part is you they they give you Why a do card these seats have a hole in them <laughs> they give you they give you a card when you first walk in and you, you hand it to the to the ticket guy and then he asks for your first name and he puts the card in and as you go out the end of the ride et is there and he oh. it's, it's time it's time to say your name no, oh. that's not what i saw at all when i looked in i saw a bike 
And on the seat, it was a fucking Sibian of, of E.T.'s finger, and you had to fucking lube it up and sit on it before you went on the ride. I don't I was believe like, anything you say. And I was say. like, E.T., not tonight. <laughs> We've established not that we, nice. we all love that movie, you hate it, nope. and you're a loser. Nope, no one loves it. Everybody's like, <laughs> so what's I, I feel like to be married to a loser, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, I'm a loser, baby. Walk, so, it's so a give and take. It's a give and take. Walk that one back, <laughs> oh please. Oh my god. No, but I just want it has to be said real quick that this music is a fucking ten. Oh, it oh yeah, it's, it's one great. of those. It's one of those movies. It's one of those action movies that when the music is, it's not distracting, right? When the music's coming, it complements the scene perfectly. It's building perfectly, yeah. and like when you're like fuck yeah moments. The music's fucked. It's yeah. perfect. It's just no, 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 everything, dude. No, 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 no. And what's there, I feel like, is like a mixture of like militaristic sounds and like that suspense that's needed. Well, I mean, yeah. you think about it too. Like when you think about soundtracks and you like have these memorable soundtracks in your head, a lot of times, for the most part, I don't want to say all the time, but for the most part, it's like horror movies, right? It's like um, you get horror movies, you get maybe like fantasy things, like like Lord of the Ringsy type shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like action movies, you don't necessarily always think about the soundtrack because the soundtrack's usually just supposed to be there in the background and kind of just like be like beats or something like that, you know, to just kind of get you drawn up. But this one, you actually remember the notes from it. You know, you have that. It's great. It's fucking great. It's one of those just perfect, perfect fucking scores. Accoutrement. <laughs> and I could say in the fucking remake, Not I don't good. remember a soundtrack in that. In the I fu- remember a bastardized version of Alan Silvestri. Yes, yeah. it's they, they brought in that one theme. theme like twice, and you're like, oh yeah, oh okay, yeah, they, they okay. did the they did the kind of tribal drum thing too. I was like, yeah, 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 and I was like, yeah, yeah, Silvestri. I hope Silvestri got his fucking check in the mail for that. Special effects by none other than Stan Winston, my boy, and. Others, I guess his is it, was the Stan Winston Studios. Studios. I think mm-hmm. Steve Johnson time. worked on it, which was Linnea Quigley's ex-husband, ah. um, who worked on like what, Night Winston, of the Demons, where he met her and a bunch of other. Stan did like movies. the initial drawings for right. it and stuff like that. The concept. Um. So yeah, they and he worked on the Terminator, Invaders from Mars, The Entity, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, The Island of Doctor Moreau. Thank God. What the one with fucking yes. Brando? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, aliens, mm-hmm. the Monster Squad, yeah. Dead and Buried, Dead and Buried, Le- Leviathan. Watch Dead and Buried, Predator Two, and Leviathan, Terminator Two, Congo. Oh, the monkeys were fucking not a ten. The Relic and Small Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> but he thought they were. He was so proud of those monkeys too. He's like, God damn it! If we didn't just fucking nail those monkeys. <laughs> I mean, I, when I go to my grave, I just nailed it. Fucking nailed the monkey. But you have to, it has to be said that like when he, uh, he was like on a flight or something like that. And he was coming back somewhere from working on another movie and James Cameron was with him. Terminator 2. And, um, James, and he was like starting to doodle this thing because he had, he had, they had just been called to take on this job where another, um, special effects person had already worked up the schematics and they hated it. So he's like, okay, I gotta do something new. So he started drawing and James Cameron was looking over at him. He's like, hmm, I always wanted to see something with mandibles. And Sam Winston was like, okay, He's like, I'm, <laughs> bogus, I'm drawing it right now. And, and he, she and he this? added the fucking, yeah. uh, you yeah. know. And even Stan Winston's like original doodle. It's neat and everything, but like execution wise, it's like you took a little concept like that and you just made it something fucking amazing. Right. You know, yeah. great. Probably like, and, I will, and I'll say, go down on the record and say like, this is probably one of the most iconic uh, creatures in film history, even oh, more so absolutely. than the fucking. I love the I love the xenomorph. Don't get me wrong, yeah. mm, but I think careful. This, I think this Caref- is careful. I, I think careful. this beats it. No, John's, about to, John's okay. about to go Hulk. I, I don't think it beats it. I, I think I'm on John's side here. I think they're here. equivalent. No, I think that they are for different reasons. But I think I think, yes. I think the most yeah. important thing is that I, I think what adds to the allure of the predator design is that it's opposite one of the largest men in Hollywood at the time, which was Schwarzenegger. 
and that they got the scale right to yeah, to make it true. seem more imposing than Arnold, and that cements in your mind that the Predator is this fucking well, awesome. I think also what thing. helps is that you don't see him for most of the movie. He's this camouflaged well, being that uh, you see, which is like amazing. He's, uh, he's in the film for eight total minutes, and then <laughs> when you do see him. It's. It doesn't matter because it's not. Nothing about it is corny. It looks. No. It looks very when realistic. Ta- and when it takes a ma- is a mask off, Jesus Christ, his face. Well, is they the, treat. The fucking let, let's, 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 let's be real. They treat. They treat the predator as a slasher villain, yeah. right? I mean, they do it with that. With that care of this. Every time we show him, it's going to be. He's just taking people out. It's just he's either taking people out or we're just going to l- let you peek just a little bit behind the mask. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's almost like yeah. Michael Myers, like uh, the first Halloween. Exactly. It's kind of yeah. what they did with Halloween. Yeah. It's like, you know, you didn't really see Michael Myers and then when you did see him, it was like the end, right? right. And you were just like, holy shit. So you're yeah. saying yeah. the Predator is like one of the other shapes. He's, he's Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's that's the, jun- he, the that, jungle, jungle shape. What I'm saying is that's what he looks like under the mask. He's got a fucking huge head. I don't know how he fits it under there. So we're going to get into the cast. Uh, of course, everyone knows Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. As Dutch. Um, God, I mean, I don't even know if I need to read all these, but I'm going to read them all. So he was in Conan the Barbarian. The best. The, the Destroyer. The also. fucking amazing. The Lamentation of the Women. <laughs> I have a question for you when you're done reading these off stuff. Okay. The Terminator. Red Sonja. Commando, The Running Man, Red Heat, Twins, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. I love that movie. It's fucking great. It is really just so good. Terminator 2, Last Action Hero, True Lies, Junior, Eraser, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way! It is fucking it is. It is. So good. If anybody ever tries to roll up and say some shit about Jingle All the Way, like, I swoming. swear to God, unfriend them. I'm coming, coming, at, I'm coming at you. I'm coming at you so hard, dude. It's so fun. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yes. What killed off the dinosaurs? The ice. The ice. <laughs> ice so, man cometh. So, well, who did the fucking, um, who did Batman and Robin? Was it Jerry Bruckheimer that did that? Oh, God, oh I, I don't can't know. remember. Uh, I read some trivia that basically said, um, whoever the director was, was, was said, if you're not going to play Iceman, I'm not doing the movie. Ooh, whoa. That's how fucking hard up people were for uh, the Swartz. Is that, is that opposite also Jim Carrey as the it was, jo- it was Joel Schumacher. That's it, Schumacher. Oh. Joel Schumacher. With the, with the Clooney Batman. It was just one of those. Probably one of the worst Batman. Yeah. Worst I Batman. I mean, I think him and, him and Val are up there. It's funny. No, no, no. Don't there, talk about Val. <laughs> there is a lot of people that will argue that they are the best Batman. No, and, and, who? Dude, Who I'm, says this? I'm telling you. Kilmer is not the best, but I, he's definitely not the worst. I yeah. mean, listen, we've already established I'm the host of the show. No one's going to argue with me. We've <laughs> no, established. Okay. Well, well, Michael well. Keaton is the best fucking Batman, Steph, and you could fight I'm me. I'm going to tell you right now, if we had to settle <laughs> this. Steph just took her pants off and put her masculinity on the table. <laughs> We're on the same page, but if we did have to settle this, it would be in the bedroom, yes. and your ass would be on the line. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you for that, we, husband. We, we, so, what do you guys do? Do a chalk line in front of the bed? <laughs> Put your ass on this line. No, we basically we, what we do, do is we, we get naked on the bed, and I say we're playing Street Fighter. Which character are you? I'm E Honda, and then she's, she's whoever she is, and then I just body slam the shit out of her on the bed, and I go look, do it, and then I start fucking doing the E Honda thing right in her face. I think that this wall would be helpful if I knew anything about that game. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and that works to my picture of fat Asian sumo wrestler oh, okay, s- yeah. putting his palms. Okay. Your face <laughs> yeah. his, his like hot clammy like chinese buffet oh. palms no, it's like anytime coming at you. anytime me and steph try to play a funny game steph's like i don't know how to do the moves and i'm like that's just, right you just don't. mash the buttons just fucking mash and them. it's just like <laughs> e honda holding down chung lee just dry humping on <laughs> oh chung lee oh my god okay next carl weathers i'm as sorry you, Dylan. Didn't me, you didn't let me finish but i told you i had a question oh what's the question so i want to just give a question to everybody okay are you gonna answer my favorite sports and character yes i have to no no not character 
Favorite Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I guess favorite Schwarzenegger movie character. Movie character? God damn, that's Mo- hard. Like, like the movie he's in or character. Um, but what is your favorite thing that Schwarzenegger is in? I, I'll have to say. Out of all the Schwarzenegger movies, because there's so many good ones. I w- I'll start. Yeah. Because okay. the one that I rewatched the most is Running Man. Running I fucking Man. love Running one. Man. Because that's it's just a classic that upholds the, the Schwarzenegger like one-liners. Oh, it's and fucking... That, it's, I, the, like, I like post-apocalyptic... You know, I wonder what the point was when they decided like that was going to be his thing, where oh, they were always going to give him lines because it so is like it's like good. one of those things where it's like very Arnold Schwarzenegger. They give him a lot of like like punny quips, yeah. you know, and stuff yeah. like that. What about you, Steph? What do you he think? had to split. Well, I have okay, so it's going to be a tie. It's going to be a tie between like an action movie and a and a comedy for me. Um, so the it's Terminator Two because. I, I saw that before I saw Terminator because that was like when I was a kid. Yeah, Terminator I mean, ter- 2 the, came the out. The first Terminator, I feel like a lot of people have already yeah. saw Terminator 2 first. And I remember because you, you got to see it in the theater, yeah, right? Yeah, and right. like Eddie Furlong when it was in it, we're like the same age, and I was like, he's amazing. Yeah. And like, I love that movie so much, and I saw it so many times. So Terminator 2, but also for like a funny movie, I think I have to say, I think I have to say Kindergarten Cop. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love mine, that movie mine, so much. Mine's Terminator 2, hands down. I know the thing about it. It's just like one of those. Uh, it is probably one of those movies that I watched the most as, as when it came out on, yeah. on VHS specifically. I can't tell you how many times I watched that movie. I could fucking quote really it like, from so beginning good. to end. Yeah. yeah. And then I did watch the original because of that. I remember my mom actually came home one day with the VHS tape of the original. And it's funny because when you're a kid, sometimes you don't really think about things like, oh, there's a first one to this, but you yeah, know because it's Terminator right. 2. I like, never duh. Thought about yeah, of course, there's a first yeah. one. And when you're a kid, like, um, you know, you know, you didn't see the first one, so your mind's kind of wrapped around the fact that Arnold's this way. He was a good guy. Right. So then when you see the first one, oh, you're like, like I was like, where's Arnold? What at? is this a prequel? <laughs> what is this prequel shit? And, and, and like, it, like when you look at the second one and first one, quality wise, there's a huge oh, fucking gap. just like gap yes. of yes. like yeah. you know. But it, but the original one still super fun in a lot of ways and like creepy too because it's yeah. very dark and it was like one of like James Cameron's first films. So like it's very different but still awesome yeah. for a lot of different ways. Agreed. What about you, Donald? Um, I'm right there with you. It's yeah. Terminator 2. Because it's a generational thing. I saw Terminator 2 first before I saw Terminator. But also, the Guns N' Roses tie-in, which I feel like oh, yeah. cements it even more <laughs> for that like mid-90s. Yeah, like, it it's, just, it's so... And the video them like he's credited in their music video. It's like one of his IMDb credits yeah. is that video. And it's... It, if it's I had so to, iconic. If I had to pick two movies from the 90s, it's fucking Jurassic Park and Terminator 2. I want to take those movies to my grave. Because yeah. it's like, they were probably the two, I mean, maybe even two of the biggest movies that I've watched the most in my lifetime. Yeah. To both those two movies. We'll, uh, we'll mummy- you mummify you in the VHS tape. All right, now you can continue. That was, that was a fun question. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, so Carl Weathers as Dylan. You son of a bitch. He was in um, the Rocky series. You mm-hmm. probably know that. Apollo Creed. Yes, uh, Death Hunt. Which uh, who knows how he like even landed punches when fucking Rocky was so close to him. <laughs> but it's like it's like he was. He, how could he say He was right? boxing the fucking clo- the cloaking device predator. <laughs> um, Action Jackson, Dangerous Passion, Hurricane Smith, and Happy Gilmore. But I forgot Happy he was in Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta find your happy place. Take, put, the, put the ball in his home. <laughs> take the take the ball home. Yeah, when he for a book is out that window and happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Bill Duke as Mac. He was in Commando, No Man's Land, Action Jackson, Bird on a Wire, Menace to Society, Sister Act Two, yeah. Back in the Habit. Oh my God, Exit Wounds and Red Dragon. And he was and in Mandy. Oh yeah, he was in that too. Fucking oh. amazing. And he was in 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. 
Oh my was god. He? Yep. Oh, and 50 shit. Cent is like almost like he's DMX, but if you shot DMX full of like horse tranquilizers, <laughs> then you'd get 50 Cent. Oh man. <laughs> he can't even rap. Cent, uh... We'll be in the club. Full of bug. <laughs> come come give me a hug. Come give me a hug if you in the getting rub. You find me at the club doing horse tranquilizers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Ventura as Blaine. Oh my um, god! You probably know him as Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, uh, I know from Conspiracy Theory. WWF Body. wrestler, the best. Uh, the Running Man. The Running Man. No holds barred. Awesome. Abraxas, <laughs> Guardian of the Universe. Mm, yeah, I have that on VHS, but I haven't watched it. And Demolition. But man. he's on the cover. It's like and, a and Abraxas. They were trying to get Arnold to do that, and he ended up declining for another role. Oh really? Is that, is that true? But, yeah. Uh, true, true. His cameo on Running Man is really great. Yeah. He's like one of the uh, the gladiators. Oh yeah. So like, yeah. Like, ca- like Captain America or something like that. The Russian dude but from it, this movie is also in fucking Running we'll Man. We'll talk about him. I got him in here. His yep. uh, but he his quote is like, oh. Are you ready for pain <laughs> and his little like workout video oh dude there's that, so many fucking good quotes in running man <gasps> but we we're talking about the, we we're talking about how you could fucking remake the predator now and i feel like an awesome side story to this would be uh not like serious obviously but like maybe they could make it you get jesse ventura current day yeah. <laughs> okay maybe and all the commandos year old yeah, man all the commandos that you can possibly find from the fucking predator that were st- they're still alive you have them in a fucking 65 and older community. Oh, and the pre- oh it's like Bubba Hotep. <laughs> and you find out that pr- this one predator was exiled from his race because he's like, he's missing a chromosome. So he's basically like the retarded version of a predator. So oh, he, like, he's, no. he's like, he crash lands on Earth in the back in the back of Jesse Ventura's yard and they have to fight him. Oh. Like Bubba Hotep. Yeah, yeah, it's a good story. But it's a bunch of like old men having to fight like a downtarded predator. Talking well, about how they can't get their dicks up. Yeah. Also, speaking of Mandy. <laughs> they just all eat like a bunch of Viagra to get like hard again and they start fucking <laughs> putting on all their equipment. Speaking of Mandy, the whole, remember like when he blows that little horn and he calls out the black skulls or the whatever? The Braxis. Horn of a Braxis. It was Horn of a Braxis, right? Yeah, it was. I just had to think about that. They're, they they basically actually they sculpted that horn off of J.C. Ventura's dick. Oh, oh. It was a very <laughs> like oddly shaped penis. I think he's been uh, <laughs> coconut oil. he's got some xenomorph blood on there. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, I mean, he is known like all the, his uh, former lovers have called him asteroid dick. The, I mean, the xenoweens. Yeah. yeah, it was like, it was short but I it mean, had a lot of I mean, girth. They, no, they, they called it Haley's Comet. They called it Captain Crunch because it was jagged as shit and just ripped her insides up. I mean, but Captain Crunch is the best. They were like Crunchberries. I got the, uh, the, the Halloween version. Ruined. Yeah. <laughs> does it turn your milk green? Yeah, <sighs> it does. When get, I was trying to put his penis it. in me, it was like putting a cheese shredder inside, <laughs> oh and every time he pulled down, just more of my meat came out with them in little shreds. Oh, oh. Christ! Sunny. Do you get the idea that it hurt? Because <laughs> it did. Sunny Landham. Oh, is that what a sad it? story for Sunny. As, as Billy. Oh, Billy. Um, so apparently he was in a bunch of mid seventies porn. Uh, oh yes, he was. Oh, oh Billy. Oh Billy. Wait, was that? But was that his acting Billy? name? Who knows? His, I don't know. I want to know his acting name, his uh, stage name. Fucking. It, <laughs> he. he they, call, no. they call him the Cherokee Heat. Oh yes. <laughs> he who slaps balls. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna. <laughs> The man of the red nuts. <laughs> oh I'm going to name a few movies. He who sleeps in vagina stays warmest. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so th- these are some of the porno movies he was in. <laughs> Happy yes. Days, The Love Bus, <laughs> a movie called Cheese. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
God. No reporter should ever be oh called Chinese. Oh, my God. Was, was it as episode. good for you as it was for me? Oh, like my cheesing? God. No, she just didn't. Was it cheesing on cat pee? Yeah. Um, I'm going to cheese. I'm going to keep going with this. A big con. Slippery when wet. Okay, that's the first one that sounds like a porn. The honey cup. Oh, that. The trouble with young stuff. That's creepy. And virgin snow. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't like snow because it's white and on my land. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and then some of the actual. Johnny Firecloud. Listen, that's a fucking classic. One of these days, you and me, Sonny, are going to tangle assholes. (laughs) What the fuck does that even mean? That's what I wanted somebody to say. Okay, and some of the. Are you you saying my asshole's going to get tangled in your asshole? Because I don't even know how it's possible. Non porn movies. Bloodbath. We don't need to hear about them. The Warriors. Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. 48 Hours. Fleshburn. Firewalker. I mean, Fleshburn was, act- was after the porno because his dick yeah. was like just basically like a scorching inferno. Action Jackson, which everyone has been in this fucking I movie. Tried to oh, people I tried to watch yeah. Action Jackson. And Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> That was like Sean. That was Sean. Junction. Action Jackson. Too immune. Action Jackson. I do that on purpose. I don't know why it happened. It is a too immune all over again. Action Jackson. What were we laughing at, John, in the beginning of in the beginning of the Predator movie? What the hell was so funny? We were talking. Was it one of the previews? Oh, I don't remember. There was a trailer oh, for wait, with Tom Hardy, fucking Venom. Oh, oh my God. Tom, Tom Hardy ha- talks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, my name's Venom. Hi, hi. I'm Tom. Gonna be Venom Steel. <laughs> don't tell nobody I'm him because he would do bad stuff to you. <laughs> Sorry, it's not my fault. It's terrible. His voice is so weird. God, that. I love Tom Hardy, but why? It's because every movie he's been in, it's been like low and deep, and he's got. He's like, okay, I gotta switch it up. It's How do you make this voice yeah. up here? But it sounds like he's doing like a really dweeby New York accent. Yeah, yeah just, totally. But it sounds I'm weird. A, I'm a reporter. They yeah. all yeah. talk like this. I work at the New York Times. Like he's like basically yeah. like Arnie's character yes. from Gilbert. Where's well, Arnie? Gilbert? Gilbert right? Where's and, Arnie? But he's oh, in New York. No. Where's Arnie at? Where's Venom at? Where's, <laughs> where's, where's, where's your Venom? Hey, hey, Arnie, where's Venom? Oh, God. Oh, he's inside uh, me. Wake up, Spider-Man. Wake up. <laughs> uh, okay, so there was a cameo appearance by R.G. Armstrong as General Phillips. Uh, he was, oh, I'm not going to say the name of this movie. He boss, a, boss. Boss N-word. Uh, boss N-word. Boss nigga. I mean, uh, that's the name of the song. I know, but it's, and it's a good... Just listen to the theme song. One. I'm going to tell you something right now. That's not me being racist. It's that's the name of the movie. And also, it's a fucking great-ass movie with Fred Armisen in it. And Fred Armisen? Fred Armisen. Or Fred Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard edit. That's two strikes, Jessup. No, that's two there. strikes. No, I can't believe I said that. that. Fred Williamson. What's that with that? Holy Fred shit. Williamson. Fred Williamson, yeah. Amazing. Yes. I wanted to say real quick, though. Sonny Land- Landham. Yeah. I wanted to say something about him. So he fucking lost his legs in like a car accident, apparently. Oh, yeah. But he was drinking and driving. But the thing <gasps> that's interesting about it is somebody like he, so he died in like 2016 from, or 2017, 2016. I think last year, it, actually. It was yeah. actually a year ago yeah, in yeah. August. So yeah. he died of congestive heart failure, but he had his legs amputated after this car accident. But it's funny because somebody from is Levittown, <laughs> a guy from Levittown, PA started to go fund me for him <gasps> really? to, to get yeah. him fucking like a, um to get him like Prosthetics? a to get him like a motorized scooter oh. so he could go to like the grocery store and stuff like that. That's so sad. Yeah. The guy's name is Josh Clark. So if you listen to this podcast, Josh Clark, I saw I found your go- we salute I, you, I, I Josh found, Clark. I found your GoFundMe. You're doing the you're doing Jesus's work. Oh, okay? that's really sad. But he Trying to help the old predator actor. No, uh, but he, Josh Clark wanted him to have his like have a, like a wheelchair so he could still go and beat his wife. Right. Oh, you know? oh. Because he was he was sad because he couldn't do that anymore. Was he a wife beater? Yeah, he was a wife beater. 
Absolutely. Was he? Yes, he was. Oh, I didn't I know that. Feel, I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> Billy then. was always my favorite. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, and then he was <laughs> also with Race with the Devil, mm. the car, Devil Dog, the mm. Hound of Hell, Evil Speak, the Beast Within. Oh yeah, it was an Evil oh, Speak. Sarge, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Children of the Corn and Dick Tracy. He's one of those guys that always looks the same age to me too. Mm-hmm. In every movie he's what, in, old? he's like always seventy eight. <laughs> and he's uh, and, Di- yeah. and Dick, fittingly, in Dick Tracy, he's I think prune face. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like Michael Jackson. Mm. All that. Surge. Remember, Mumbles is Dustin Hoffman. Yes, Mumbles is Dustin Hoffman. That's right. You love Dustin Hoffman. I do. He's the best Hoffman. <laughs> Are there a lot of Hoffmans? Yeah. Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour. R.I.P. Philip Seymour. Do you want to see a fucking nasty sex scene? Um, yes. Before the, what is it called? Before the devil nope. finds out. Before the devil knows you're there? Yes. yes. Yeah. He's doggy style and um, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like all fat and pudgy and he's like, hush, hush, yeah. hush. He is trying his best. Hush. Don't, don't you shit talk him. Dustin Hoffman or Philip Seymour? Philip Seymour. Not Dustin. That'd be even more upsetting. Philip Seymour Hoffman sounds like he's going to pass out after packing way too many leaves in a bag in his front yard. That's what he sounds like he's doing. Just but, sh- honey, I mean, do you need your inhaler? I mean, he doesn't sound like that because he's dead. Well, no, in the scene. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Rest in the peace. Don't thanks, be, for, so, thanks for clearing that don't up. Don't be fucking morbid, Steph. Well, right. listen, this is about to get a whole lot more sad. Don't disrespect the dead. Kevin Peter Hall as the mm. predator slash helicopter pilot. R.I.P. Um, he was in Without Warning, One Dark Night, Monster in the Closet, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh my God, Monster in the Closet as- is so weird. Yeah, Ray. He says, that movie's strange because the dude from fucking the Clopex main guy in it, the little like German dude, yeah. is in it. And the monster is freaking amazing, but the guy, the, he plays like an Albert Einstein character, the uh, dude from the Clopex. The fucking Clopex. weird. Watch it. Monster in the Closet. Uh, Big Top Peewee. Mm. Predator 2, Harry and the Hendersons TV Which series. Which I completely fucking forgot about, dude. I don't remember that I either. I forgot that was a goddamn, they use the same exact Harry, like the, they, the same like makeup and yeah. everything. But I didn't know, I, I fucking completely blocked that from my memory, that TV so, show. So what and it was on all the time. I don't think I remember any of it. Dude, no, watch, watch it. Watch oh, you, yeah. I mean, you, are, back. you weren't born yet. Well, I, so, I, yeah. Well, I, I, I <laughs> Shut up, stuff. <laughs> I forgot about it until I watched it, and then I remembered the family members that were in it. I was like, holy shit, yeah, I can't believe I, I fucking blocked this. I don't remember it, but... uh. So the, what happened to this actor? Wasn't he in like a horrible car accident? He was in a fucking... Yeah, uh, yeah he was in a car accident, and basically he had to get like... Uh, they gave him a transfusion of blood... Uh, so he wouldn't die, and he ended up getting full-blown AIDS from the tr- blood transfusion. Yeah, and he died. He was like 35 oh, when he no, died. No. Heartbreak. And he yeah. was like really, really open about it and everything. And said, "Yep, I've AIDS." And, and they, he, well, he it was really away. sad. So if you watch, like, we watched some of the like documentary, I guess, of this for the, of the predator. Yeah, he seemed like a really every, fucking all, awesome dude. Everyone like, loved him. Everyone said he was so nice and he was so professional because he was in that suit like seven feet all day seven feet, in the jungle, six inches. Yeah, he was like, tall uh, as hell on the equator. Yeah. Never complained about being yeah. in that also, suit. Also, Ali didn't the guy that was the original xenomorph and alien die he died in a terribly too similar that's sad too young similar yeah. way too young yeah he tall, ever, tall he, beautiful black and men it's cool to say because like when he was in that predator it's not just them. like a dude in a suit walking around he did mm-hmm. a lot of really great like things that added to that character when they well, do show that's him. why they hired him because like, he was yeah. also an actor so he could emote. he was also a he, ballet dancer did you know that and he was in that suit for like 12 hours out of the day in the jungle yeah. so yeah. he was basically like dying but it did it was it's cool how they did that though because there was a part of the mask you could easily click out, so basically, like his like from his from above his eyebrows to like 
just below his like bottom lip was out of the mask, but still he so was he like could breathe. basically yeah, walking yeah. around twenty four seven in this suit, you know. And he said, and and Stan Winston said, never fucking once complained. Yeah, and you he know? was like, so, and then, like talking like when you when they interview him, he talks about how he didn't want to just be like a monster in a suit. Like he thought about the movements and who uh, was the character. Like thought about what his motivations were. Yeah, he's like, what does my motivation for this spreads <laughs> from killing and skinning and hanging? Why? These men. Yeah. Why he do these things? Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it was really, it's really cool to watch that um and then what uh, was he i was gonna say finally but i got two more peter cullen as uh, the predator he did the vocalizations mm. we watched a little video of him talking about how he came oh, up with those sounds so cool yeah it's funny because i mean he was like talking to a crowd of people who clearly were fans of the predator and like into it oh my god the, he um, exactly what steph just said but the guy that's like introducing it is like so fucking bored yeah. and waiting for him to finish and he's just holding his mic down like oh my god yeah. you know how many more fucking people i gotta introduce today just to fucking end your goddamn story but no, peter cullen is i mean he is living this shit up and he was like he's like so like when he tells a story you're it's in like it. an epic fucking adventure <laughs> you're in the story with <laughs> yeah. him yeah. yeah it's great um yeah so you probably know him probably most i guess as the voice of optimus prime the transformer mm-hmm. um he was also a car in knight rider and Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh. He did all the voices oh, you for mean fucking. Kit? And listen, <laughs> no, it a, says Car K A R R. What is that? That's what they say. Yeah, I don't know if oh. that was like a uh. maybe that was Kit Kit's like rival. I don't fucking remember. Oh. He no, it was the pilot. He did the pilot voice of Car, and then it became Kit. And then uh, it okay, so. okay, okay, okay. Oh. He was the first voice. Yeah, he also did the fucking voices of all the GoBots before Transformers Go-bots. started, which I thought was fucking Aww. interesting because that's like a lifelong so she's, like battle. She's got a list of 80s oh, cartoons. Oh yeah, there's like a ton of 80s cartoons. Um, so G.I. Joe, Spider-Man, Pac-Man, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragon's Lair, Heathcliff, who did you do in Heathcliff? I don't know. He, uh, a lot of these, he did various voices. I, I, often, I often think it must be awesome to have like a sex partner that can do all these voices no, because you can weird. tell them like be, amazing. be Optimus Prime and fuck me and he'd be like spit, be, spit on it and make it rusty. Be Alvin and the Chipmunks. Be Rainbow Bright. This is all like he did no. all these voices. No. Rainbow the Force no, no, of there's Freedom. No, oh, there's yeah. a line. Muppet, <laughs> Muppet Babies, Ghostbusters, Johnny Quest, My Little Pony, Brave Star, DuckTales, The Real Ghostbusters. I mean it's like yeah, he just was in everything. On, they yeah. had him chained everything. to the floor in the studio <laughs> with a mic and they're like we got another show and he says please for God's sake, I haven't seen yeah. my family. I'm so hungry. Just <laughs> give him some pastrami. Dino Riders, Gummy yes. Bears, Winnie the Pooh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. He's still doing voices He's still too, doing voices. right? God damn. Like, good for he, him, dude. Video that, is his, that is his niche. Well, and he he's is good at doing living them too. It. It's so crazy because with this interview that we watched, he was talking about how he worked on a King Kong set yeah. and he was coughing up blood after King Kong. Because he was doing like King Kong noises for 20 hours. Yeah. Jesus but Christ. Up, he's like, oh, we, we just called it blood throat. The interview. <laughs> what the fuck? The interview with him is great because like they're like, they bring him in and they're like, we want you to do this voice. And he's like, well, I need to see what it looks like. And they're like, we can't show you what it looks like. And he's like, well, the predator, they he's, like, show him. he's like, well, oh. then why, he's like, why am I here? Because I have to see what it looks like to be able to come up with a voice for it. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we can't do it then. And well, like, then they like, showed okay. him the blur of it moving. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He like called their bluff and he was getting ready to leave. And they're like, okay, we'll show you the ending with him. So like he looked at him. He's like, and when I thought, when I saw the predator, all I could think of was like a horseshoe crab dying on the beach when I was a kid. And, yes. so, <laughs> and I started thinking about like air bubbles trying to like go to the surface. Like coming out and bursting. And then he started doing that noise. Yeah. It's oh, like that's really like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's he does awesome. it. He does it right, like right there too. Ugh. It's like really cool. He's like, I don't know if I can still do it. I haven't done it in so long. But just kidding. He's like, but just he's kidding. Like, here it is. He's like, yeah, psych, just my, kidding. It's like my wife makes me do it all the time. <laughs> oh, I love it. And finally, a cameo appearance by Sven Olthorsen. 
I'm going to hope that that's correct. Uh, he was a personal friend and fellow bodybuilder of Arnold's. Um, and he was the Russian officer. He's the guy that gets blown out the window when he goes, knock, knock. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> okay. and, he, and he's the guy that executes the one prisoner ah, you see okay. for like two seconds. He was also in Conan the Barbarian and the Destroyer. The Barbarian? The Barbarian, <laughs> I, I meant. <laughs> I tried to go down didn't the street. Have, wait, didn't we have this happen once before? Yes. I went down the street <laughs> and there was a Barbarian there, so I had to go down the next street. It was street. a detour. <laughs> oh, we man. did know this wait, did happen how before. How do I fuck up on the same thing because twice? Because I, I think it's how you read. It's like we've said it before. Like We can put anything on there and you'll read it. But it says Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, but, but your mind. But like, it is like You're trying to it says destroyer slash barbarian. I think I combine those. A barrier. Um, the, the, Destroying. The, the bar, no, how about the barrier of the slash yes. made you think of barbarian? Okay. <laughs> uh, Red Sonia, Raw Deal, Lethal Weapon, The Running Man, Captain Power, and The Soldiers of the Future, which that, is a TV series. Yeah, I remember that, that shit. Like Cameo Heaven. Red Heat, Twins, The Hunt for Red October, Terminator 2, Last Action Hero, <laughs> Heart Target. Yeah. The best. And Mallrats, Eraser, and Gladiator. He's he's what the uh hell? he's a, he's Lafour's in Mallrats. Oh my god! Captain Power was fucking weird. <laughs> Captain Power was like they had the figures for it, and then there was like a live action sh- videotape that came with it that you'd watch. Yeah, and they'd be and they'd be looking at you, the kid watching, and they'd be like, "Come on, let's go find the the evil Doctor Cyborg." I don't remember like the bad guy's name, and then they'd start running. <laughs> through, like, through like the like the decimated world, which was basically like almost like Terminator. I feel like they were trying to cash in on that. Oh, uh, okay. But this kid, my mom used to babysit, would always come over with his Captain Power tapes, and we hated them because <laughs> we, like, we thought Captain Power was fucking stupid. Well, the toys were the <coughs> were like the uh, the the ships on like a pistol grip that yeah. you like were supposed to shoot like a light gun, uh, like a light gun yeah, video game. It was like interactive. into the TV. Yeah, weird. I, remember, I, don't, I don't remember the games all. of the future. I just remember. The, I remember the main. The main good guy, which was like a guy like in like almost like an armor suit with like it was gold and silver, and then the bad guy looked like kind of just like a weird pale robot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, formats VHS released first released in, by CBS Fox Video. Jesus Christ, I could not so even get that out. <laughs> Let's try it again. VHS first released by CBS CBS okay, try it again. Fox <laughs> okay, we'll Video. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, ready. Formats VHS first released by CBS Fox Video in 1988. Yeah! Four takes later, <laughs> uh, DVD first released in 2002 by 20th Century Fox, with many subsequent releases. I mean, you got to keep cat. Like I said before, put it in the nerd's butthole and put it to the base as often as you can. Uh- that's what you and have just to keep do. packing them in. That's like John. John goes into like uh, Best Buy and he sees Blu-rays that have steelbook Ste- covers wait, that steel, he doesn't have. Steelbook covers. Up. Do you Ooh. mean like these? That is nice looking. I have to say, like a little scorpion John, on the knife. Oh, goddamn! That, that is amazing. Put that in a plastic slip, John. It's gonna get scratched. It's awesome. What are you gonna do when that get when that gets scratched, John? You're not gonna be able to climax anymore. Look at that. I that want quality. I want a DVD <laughs> Blu-ray 4K case so that stupid. you like like those Hallmark cards where you open it and yeah. it plays the theme song. But, yes. you, you open it up and goes na 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 na. I mean, listen, you just made your own goddamn DVD company. Yeah, like what? That's, that's amazing. That, how do I, that, how do I get in on that? And Neck is gonna make six figures, and when you open the figure up, it's gonna do that. Now. I mean, that's basically what <laughs> yeah. they're, that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna re-release everything and to do that. Well, that's that's basically what they did with the fucking eight bit Jason. They they re-released it. 
They did the San Diego Comic-Con one that everybody was going apeshit for and paying like hundreds of dollars for on eBay. And then after that wave settled, they re-released it, but then they made it even better. So when you opened it up, it did the fucking 8-bit music. Oh, and, so and everybody's like, I just fucking paid $500 on eBay for the San Diego Comic-Con oh. exclusive one. You pieces of shit. <laughs> I can't pay my rent this month. Nerds get butthurt. Like you could put out a limited print run of something and it's like 1,500 copies of a Blu-ray. And then you're going you're gonna to go. Uh, we're gonna release five hundred more. What are you talking about? Now my tape's less yeah. valuable. I mean, no, I mean, okay, I get it because, like, as collectors, it is bullshit yeah. when, like, when when you're on Mondo's website, refreshing, 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 refreshing to get something, and then they're like, "Don't worry about it. We're putting out. A, we're gonna put a pre-order out for it like next week." What? That's what they did with the yeah. Halloween Three soundtrack, Mondo. Thank God I didn't get it the first time because now I'm on the pre-order. Thank John. God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank. Fucking ghosts. <laughs> Blu-ray first released in 2008 by 20th Century Fox with many subsequent releases, even into 2018. Yeah, gotta keep Pleasant doing times. It. Keep squeegeing them out, you know? Squeegeling. And finally, digital, rent or own, stream through YouTube, Amazon Video, Google Play, iTunes, HBO, now slash go. Trivia. This film had the second biggest opening weekend of 1987. Beverly Hills Cop 2 from 87 <laughs> had the first. You can't, I mean, you can't fuck with Eddie Murphy in no. the 80s. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was king. That, he, he was king. king. A phenom, I'd He say, had that right? big, dick, <laughs> big dick energy for transvestites <laughs> that he was throwing down. They used to call him the Black Tsunami <laughs> when he would go into the box office. Oh, is that true? He just encompassed He's like, everything. my dick likes to party all the time. Party pre- all the time. Predator over here. Predator over here. No, it's like, my dick likes to be inside, be inside. <laughs> he just forces it in. <laughs> the original plot had Dutch Schaefer, Arnold Schwarzenegger, pitted against the Predator alone. Arnold thought this was a bad idea. He was fucking right about that. He was a, he's a brilliant he was, man. He was brilliant. on it. He was. Uh, the script was rewritten to include a team of crack commandos. The film also originally featured a Native American soldier as the lead. And the guy with Tourette's. This character eventually evolved into Billy. <laughs> and they're like, that's stupid. Billy. Take it out. Billy the tracker. Billy. Because you, if you're a Native, Amer- Native American, you are a tracker. They gotta get the, uh, yeah. You're born into that. <laughs> they're well, token, like, token <laughs> charity We need a guy tracker. with Tourette's in here. And they're like, that's kind of a well, semi-dumb idea. And then they're like, well, we got, we're going to cost... Cast Thomas Jane in that yes. role, and like that's a full dumb idea. Well, you know what they didn't do? <laughs> Let's do it. At least they didn't do in the book what they do, which is Billy is psychic. Oh, yes. really? Oh, he, he has the strong medicine, and he can connect to the predators like dreams. Is he a medicine man? And he can also talk to his ancestors. <laughs> medicine man. He can talk to his ancestors' spirits. Oh, I love boy. it. Yeah, they they can though. That's what happens in the book. I'm not. I, mean, I, I actually read the book. I'm not even making this up. It thank was, God that was not. So in they tried the to movie. cram every single Native American trope. Yeah, even further. It's Paul, true. they Mon- have connections to every. <laughs> Paul All Monty. Ah. Manette, I'm sorry. Paul Manette. Paul Manette. He read the book. Paul Manette. It's the truth. He true. wrote the book. Jesse Ventura was delighted to find out from the wardrobe Ooh. department that his arms were one inch bigger than Schwarzenegger's. Tell him. Go tell Arnold. <laughs> tell him they're bigger. He suggested to Schwarzenegger that they measure arms with the winner getting a bottle of champagne. So he's known for not wearing underwear and he actually has t-shirts that say I'm not wearing undies. Really? Because he's known for not wearing underwear. Because it's just his thing. I don't know. Oh. And also talking about conspiracy theories. And um, if you never watched his show, Conspiracy Theories, I watch it. it because it's fucking goddamn. Uh, it's a neckbeard shit. Is it? Watch it. 
Uh, Ventura lost because Schwarzenegger had told the wardrobe department to tell Ventura that his arms were bigger. Oh, he's a trickster. Oh, no. oh, he got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> this would be really funny if you tell him his arms are a little <laughs> bigger, but then he'll make a, a scene and come out and try to measure them. And <laughs> it's going to be great. Thank you, Helen. Well, I'm, go go tell him. <laughs> I'm going to get my socks and I'm going to wrap them around my bicep to give me a couple more inch. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you measure the extra inch. According to an interview with director John McTiernan, the the hole in the jungle appearance of the predator was played by Jean-Claude Van Damme oh. in a blue screen, actually red suit. Watch me run. Va- Van Damme Watch quit after two days, unhappy with being cast as an uncredited special effect, but can be seen as the predator in If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It, The Making of Predator 2001. The alien was scrapped, redesigned, and it was eventually played by Kevin Peter Hall. Why do they call you Chance? Which? Because my mama took one. I mean, there's conflicting reports Good that he, he quit or he was fired and he had to be fired because he was in the Screen Actors Guild and they had to do it uh, a certain way or that he was trying to get well, we attached were, to blood sport. I feel sport. like he probably quit. We watched, well, we, in that documentary we watched, they talked about how mad Van Damme was when he got on set and he was in because that. Because he, 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 he thought he was going to show off his martial arts well, abilities. Well, and also he thought, the, <laughs> he thought he was in a red suit, which they were using to do the cloaking effect. And Van Damme thought the red was actually what, what the monster was like. going to look like in the movie. And they're like, no, that's to make you look invisible in the movie. And he's like, I'm going to be invisible? I thought I was going to be in the fucking movie. He's like, that's even yeah. more stupid. No, and they, yeah. kept, they were just saying, like, he was just sitting there going, I hate this. I hate this mask. I hate this alien. Well, it's kind of weird, though, because sometimes in, in these movies, like, to save money on the budget, they would have you be two different roles, kind of like how Kevin Peter Hall eventually had a cameo appearance as, as a, a helicopter. pilot, yeah. But, like... He could have easily been Hawkins or another soldier, and you right. could have had him in there, and then also accredited as a predator. Oh but man, just, imagine Van Damme actually one of the commandos. Oh, but the greatest. God, God damn, damn it! Out of control. Yeah. Just, I just want to see him like run up and just bicycle kick one of the fucking <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, like something had to happen because, like, wouldn't you think that, like, as like from a directorial standpoint, that you you listen to him talk and you're like, he would be a good character in this movie. Yes. You get him involved. I have a, but then I have if a, he's got such a shit attitude, I, I think be it was like, probably, okay, we're just going to have to let you go because yeah. you're kind of a bitch right now. I think <laughs> you're it was probably the, um, yeah, yeah, I think it was probably the chemistry that they already had on set and then he was fucking with their flow because yeah. Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bill Duke and well, was already a lot of Jesse, big personality. And they yeah. all, but they all but got they had, along yeah. Yeah, they and they were chemistry. competitive and they were competitive well, I mean, with each other. I don't blame him for being upset because apparently they didn't tell him any of this going yeah. in. He had no idea. He showed up on set and they were like, this is what you're doing and he had no idea. Can someone so, give Van Damme a Snickers because he's being a real queen. <laughs> they, they, handed, they handed him, I love that picture of like him and Bill Duke and he's just sitting there and he looks like, I'm in hell. He, he, he looks, looks like miserable. But like they, he got on set like the first day and they handed him a pair of twizzer, tweezers and he was like, what the fuck is this for? And he's like, that's to detick yourself every night from the questing. And God help you if you forget the fucking goddamn perineum because that is the goddamn, that's where they I all mean, go. <laughs> I mean, the, the, we all know that like the, the, the ripe ground, the fertile ground that the ticks go for is the tooch. Well, yeah, because that's like the nuclear power plant of the human. That's where it's the warmest, yeah. the, the perineum. That, that's where the melting rods go or whatever the fuck Every generation so where, it's at, where the tooch is at its hottest, that's when the ticks come out to quest. <laughs> it's like if you're gonna cook an egg you put it on your perineum oh, crack that egg open right you, on there it's like a you, skillet you tuck it in <laughs> tuck it into that bean bag the predator's blood a goopy substance with the color of mountain dew was made on set using a mixture of the liquid from the inside of glow sticks Ooh. and, and mm. ky jelly hey. uh, everything a fucking uf uh, fucking raver needs yes. ky jelly and glow sticks but apparently the, the blood, ufo pants the blood was originally supposed to be orange that would have been a stupid idea yeah. it would ruin the entire movie it would have 
I like green. Throw the color scheme all off. Yeah, no green. What if it's orange, green. Julius? No, I mean yeah. you're a fucking retard, well, Kevin. You get the hell out of here. <laughs> I feel like it's understood. Aliens always have green blood. Yeah, right? just we understood. also have a sense. fine lavender jelly. It's no, also, no, it's, it's good also to be green. opposite of red. So it's like it has to be the opposite of yes. what human blood it's is. It's like when people melt, they turn into pink juice. When aliens bleed, they have green juice. Yeah. It's like this is the way it goes. This is <laughs> this is the Lord's standard. That's just the way it is. Most of the casting crew <laughs> suffered from traveler's diarrhea, which I believe is caused by a specific strain of E. coli. Giardia. Giardia. No, it's E. coli. There's like all these different E. coli that cause well, all these different diarrhea. I mean, you can also get fucking by Giardia. I know. But, uh, and, listen, I, and I have a. If I, you're drinking water in the jungle, you have Giardia. Well, I mean, so. they had they had all women in there. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you guys, I've had Giardia before. It's yeah. horrible. Right? It's awful. Yeah, our, my our brother cat got had, it. Our cat had diarrhea. Have you shit, you know, water yeah. for three months? Yeah. It yeah. gives you a form yeah. of dysentery? Yeah. It gives you diarrhea. Yeah, my brother had it when he was on that Stinky, trail as well. Explosive diarrhea. <laughs> because he thought he was going to live off the land and drink out of the stream, and he's like, it tastes it's so good but then it was just mud butt. then you realize yeah. that you're like your your body is just a, in perfect balance until you get the amoebas in there <laughs> no i mean like when you go out to the fucking goddamn like into mother nature you basically have a sign on you that says like open buffet yes, for parasites exactly. <laughs> yeah. right on your asshole uh so yeah so they most of them had a traveler's diarrhea since the mexican hotel in which they were living was having problems with water purification there you go the only ones who didn't get sick were Schwarzenegger and the director John McTiernan. Well, that's because they were both yeah. probably drinking like endless supply Avion. of bottled water. Yeah, we need yeah. Perrion. Did, they, I only drink Fiji. They had a what was it? His like he had brought his own personal chef because well, he refused to eat. Well, you know anything? I mean, when when he was not training, safe. Was like, <laughs> I only eat Austrian food. Like he is known as having like one of the most picture perfect like bodybuilder bodies that like people oh, yeah. that they yeah. can't achieve it's, like now because his waist was so small, his stomach was so sh- little, but his his chest and his shoulders were so big and it's funny because a lot of people try to like mimic his diet but his diet was pretty much like not like what bodybuilders eat today because like back then they didn't have like the like as much protein shakes as they have today and only thing they had was like this one supplement drink that you could drink that apparently it was like soy based that just tasted like complete excrement but you had to fucking drink it um like before or after your workouts yeah and he basically ate like I mean, pretty simple. Um, you can find his like diet online. Well, like veggies he, and he, wrote a, he wrote a book. I mean, well, but he, it was basically like yeah. the ghost wrote the book. He's like, so controlled. He though. basically thought like to be able to do what he did, you had to eat like every half an hour, pretty yeah. much. You know, yeah. you had to consume stuff every. I half mean, all an hour. the calories you're burning with that, all that muscle, yeah. And, and also the it. amount of eggs that he had to eat, like half of Mexico was out of chicken <laughs> eggs at one point, yeah. and they were like, well, "Please, sir, please, just one." But egg. at the same time, it's not. <laughs> it's not as crazy as like the Rock's diet, where like the Rock has like you know told everybody what his diet is and it's basically like oh my god dude it's fucking it's is it like insane. four or five thousand calories a day or it, something he eats five thousand calories a oh, day that's crazy and then he has cheat days like every sunday he has his cheat day so if you follow him on instagram i've looked just to be curious of yeah. it he will eat on his cheat day just for like his dinner he takes pictures of it every sunday he'll eat like <laughs> oh, one ding dong he'll eat a whole sushi boat that's the size of a fucking table and then for dessert he'll eat a whole plate full of like cookies that are yeah. the size of each cookie is the size of like the palm of your hand it's just crazy because I understand eating a lot of calories, right? But like your stomach is only so large. Well, the thing know? is, well, the thing that's funny is when you think about it too, it's like my brothers and I'm sorry, this is a sidetrack, but it's interesting too. When my brothers were doing the Appalachian Trail, they were burning so many calories, they couldn't consume enough food to keep up what they were burning. Right. So when my brother Danny started the trail, he's a very muscular guy. And when he started, he was very like skinny and emaciated looking and he had a huge beard. But basically like they were eating when you're when you're doing that many miles you just eat things that have the most calorie and the most fat because that's what you need to burn so you yeah. just eat like shit but when they would go in the town my brothers would say they would both order like a pizza each 
a cheesesteak each and they would both eat a whole pizza and a whole cheesesteak but they didn't even have a sensation that they were full because that's how ravenous their bodies were it's crazy they could, just, they could just fucking keep eating and eating and eating and eating and eating <laughs> hey, but you figure with pizza man that's just carbs like you're just burning through that you yeah, know? yeah yeah it's like, I don't know. but it's just i mean like you that's know when you're, like it's hard to think of as like you know people who you know are very no, comfortable i eat in their like life. three pieces of pizza and i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> you're already sweating cheese by the oh, third God, piece yes. it's like a viking funeral i just like push Steph's bloated body out in the sea <laughs> on the pizza box shoot, shoot an arrow right and your i know belly button. and i know i'm not pooping for days yeah. <laughs> it's just basically like yeah <laughs> it's like drinking barium yes cement um, your asshole closed the studio's insurance company would not agree to insure the production unless a bodyguard was hired for sunny landham for the sole purpose of protecting pr- people from sunny the bodyguard followed sunny everywhere to ensure he didn't get into a fight since he was well known to be violent and short-tempered yeah. holy shit that's what happens when you it's like it's you like, can't make it in listen, the porn billy, industry and you're billy, trying to billy, go back to billy, other movies billy it's not that i don't like you okay i just have some reservations Oh, oh my God! Yes, it makes me wonder what he was like on porn sets. If that's how he is, I bet it was amazing. For, uh, he took out all his aggression I on the woman's wigwams. It was amazing. He's like, wait, I'm, <laughs> he's like, what? I have to be trapped oh with you fuckers God. for how long in the jungle shooting, and I can't masturbate or blow a load hey, once? God just like, damn, wasich! Billy was just going to be like, I'm about to have a powwow on your wigwam. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> all. I am offended personally. (laughs) John McTiernan was uh, keen to make the comrade banter between the soldiers as real as possible. To help this along... He's like, add some more racism in it. I feel like they're they're way more racist. (laughs) No, threaten his masculinity. Keep threatening his masculinity. Tell him his wife's a whore. Now spit on him. Listen. Spit on him. Tell him you fucked his wife. (laughs) Tell him you fucked his wife. (laughs) To help this along, the cast trained together on location with weapons, fitness, and a military training regimen that started at 6 a.m. every day, including training in the silent hand signal seen in the movie. That's good. He stated that even though many of the cast had military backgrounds, he wanted them all to get a chance to know each other, develop as a group, and endorse something rough and conquer it together. I mean, that's it's good. like what they did for Aliens. It's good. It's good. I mean, and they, and they talk about that in Return of the Living Dead, the first one. That was something that was missing from the um, second movie. No one felt like they were like close together, but yeah. they actually did even for Return of the Living Dead. Like just, they did rehearsals that lasted a while, and that's why everybody seemed like really clicky in the first one. Right. It just seemed yeah. so natural like for really It makes a friends. difference. And, yeah. it's, and it's really important for this movie, too, because you were basing this movie i mean like think about the one we just watched think about the 2018 one did they yeah. feel like they were a unit fuck no, no. It's just, but the thing is we know that they didn't even meet each other until the fucking yeah. movie like they had no history but there you was, know? It's yeah. just silly i mean but there was like also like you didn't feel like they had like this just like unspoken like bond right. you know like in this movie when they're moving around as a unit it's fucking awesome yeah. in fact they like do yeah. more to show that like they're hesitant to even help mckenna because they're like Given a long speech and nobody wants to go do it, and then they drag out a scene, which one of the longest scenes oh in the movie is God, them dude. trying to go help find his son. Right, and it's like you're watching this and going, "When is this going to end?" Yeah, when, this yeah. is unnecessary. When but you're spending w- so much time on it. When the yeah. wife is doing that little speech, I was like, "Is this really happening right now?" It's like there was like they actually had violins going in the <laughs> background to like try to like they wanted to coax that feeling out of you. And I was like, yes. "It's not happening." But you can fucking mean, turn the violins down. But the, <laughs> yeah. and also, this is what they choose to keep in the movie versus some of the other stuff that they probably edited out. Like why they could have literally had a two second story and the guy's like okay cool i mean they needed to take a fucking just like knife and just surgically remove all that autism and kid out of the movie completely if they would have went in and did that it would probably would have been way more enjoyable for me yes um, and i give it a three the, the original <laughs> if you didn't listen to the patreon exclusive episode the original hunter model was a large creature with a long neck a head shaped like a dog and one big eye in the middle mm. this can be seen on the camouflage demos in the dvd 
It was only when Stan Winston moved in that the complete design of the Predator changed, along with the title. Winston was brought on board at the suggestion of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had worked with him previously on James Cameron's The Terminator from 84. Stan Winston created the Predator for $1.5 million based on a painting of a Rastafarian warrior that was in the producer's office. Mm -hmm. The Predator costume weighed over 200 pounds and was eight and a half feet tall and had to be connected to a bungee rig to enable Kevin Peter Hall, who was only... 7-2, although in that Only. documentary, they said he was 7-6, yeah, they did. Um, to move more believably. Who cares? He's a big motherfucker. Is 200 the, the pounds. Line. I mean, if you're over seven feet, you're over well, seven feet. Well, the original like, Predator, um, if you look at the actual designs in one of the documentaries we watched, they they made it look like exactly like the designs were. And even the guy, the original, um, you know, dude who did the special effects said, when I came in to do this job, you know, the director just threw down the, the schemes for the, and I was like, that's terrible. But we had, yeah. it was already decided well, on, and we just had to do they it. They immediately recognized that there was going to be issues with having those backward bending legs. They wanted to do those like reverse hinged feet, right. you know? Yeah, which like, I feel like, like is uh, the fly, which I feel yeah, like the fly yeah, exactly, legs. which I feel like is like such like a it's such a trope as far as like designs go. Like yeah. it's cool in the fly because it's a fly, but like as far as aliens go, I feel like that's been done to death. Like who cares about that? Like and make it look cool and other it's places. So impractical for like their their location. That's right? what he was What's saying. Going on? Yeah. Like if you're gonna try and hunt me down, you can't run on those He's little like, like you right dorky now, legs. You guys are filming in the hills of like where they were they were they in Mexico? I think where they filmed a lot Somewhere, of shit. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. He's like it's not gonna happen. You're on. You're actually on location on slopes in and all jungle. this other stuff. Yeah. He, this actor this actor is not gonna be able to do anything. Right. Thank God they changed that. Uh, the inv- invisibility cloaking effect was achieved with a bright red suit because it was the farthest opposite of the green of the jungle and the blue of the sky, the size of the predator. The red was removed with chroma key techniques, leaving an empty area. The take was then repeated without the actors using a 30% wider lens on the camera. When the two takes were combined optically, the jungle from the second take filled in the empty area. That's when movie magic. That's, that's awesome. called That's called movie magic. Yeah. Because think about that. Think about that. That's a process, like right. You right. know. And now you take for granted, like a lot of this shit exists, and you can just do it in like a program yeah. where you just like boop boop right. just to get to hit yeah. one button. You know? And um, yeah, it's so good. I didn't include it in the trivia, but the uh, the thermal vision is actually a thermal camera that they used, and in order to keep it grounded so that you as an audience weren't disoriented by it, they had to film the regular scene that you are seeing plus the thermal scene. And so to, to do that, they had to have both cameras at the same location at once. And pretty much what they did was a beam splitter to get both camera lenses hmm. looking at the same thing at the exact same time. And then somebody had to go in and painstakingly fill in the thermal imaging with That's some of the crazy. scenes that you're seeing. I mean, it's a, it's a wow. lot, a lot of deliberate lot of thought process and yeah. work going into something that really all the thermal scenes that you see in the movie make up maybe like the 2%, only thing I'll say two percent of the movie. In the new movie, I, I was really I really appreciated and I felt they spent a lot of time on was when the predator was speaking in his language, they translated it into people language so I could understand what the predator was saying. Because I've always wanted to know what a predator was thinking and <laughs> saying, like, you know. I will give you time advantage. Yeah, seven minute time advantage. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like weird like hieroglyphics and then it split over to the freaking like just regular um, so yeah, so to finish with this uh, explanation, be- because the second take was filmed with a wider lens, a vague outline of the alien could be seen with the background scenery bending around its shape. I think it's great. It's genius. Man, it's so cool. good. It's cool. So good. I mean, as a kid, I remember when that blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, is, is he wearing a bunch of mirrors? <laughs> <laughs> um, aliens from 86 was screenwriters Jim Thomas and John Thomas's major inspiration behind this movie and Predator 2 from 1990. This later 
led to the crossover Alien versus Predator comic books, video games, action figures, Fucking and vid- two feature films yeah. released in 2004 and 2007. Who cares about the feature Magic. films? But let's talk about the video games and Super Nintendo game. Fucking the best. The arcade, John. Oh, yeah. Capcom arcade. Goddamns. Goddamns. To this day. Which has a version of Dutch Schaefer in it with robotic arms. Uh, it's just a... a there was trivia Terminator in there about that, but it's like, I feel like I feel like it was I think it was like yeah a combination of yeah. the franchises and also just their interpretation of Dutch in, Dutch in the future. Mm. Whatever, fun. It's I mean, cool. you know, future equals robot arms, right? You know, I mean, why not? I just want to have a robot. Dick. Well, I mean, <laughs> to believe that Dutch would punch a fucking xenomorph and the acid blood wouldn't fucking get on his hands and. Only with right. some kind of unmeltable metal, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's undiscovered by I mean, current technology. Adamantium. Yeah, maybe. What did Melissa call before? <laughs> what did she say? I don't remember. Something. <laughs> Antiscrandium or something. I don't know. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's pose for the movie poster of Predator is almost an exact copy for the character's cover art on the video game cartridge and box art for the NES game Contra. One of my favorite games of all time. It's right here. It's on the book. Yeah, there's um, that's actually pretty common back then. They did like sort of like plagiarize uh movie characters and stuff like that. Most famously, the other one from that era is Metal Gear. Yeah, and it's mm. Michael Michael Bean's character from uh Terminator. Most famously, mm. the mud bank that would later save Dutch's life. That's what by, I call my ass. By concealing his body <laughs> heat was made using Potter's clay. I gotta go make a withdrawal from the mud bank. <laughs> and everyone's favorite thickening agent methacyl slash methyl cellulose the same material used in mcdonald's milkshakes and 1988's the blob oh. we talked about it potter's clay um on mythbusters uh they prove that covering yourself entirely in mud doesn't in fact conceal your body heat because after only a short time the mud on your skin becomes warm duh unless you're fucking dead but listen you know also suspension of disbelief this but- is Mythbusters was a great show. Yeah, you, know, you know what they're called? Mythbusters, Debbie Downers, because they ruin no. all the things I love. I know. Like Killjoys. Yeah. I love that show. Like when Jessup doesn't want to play rock band with us. Yeah. I know. It happens. Son of a bitch. Party pooper. <laughs> <laughs> one of us. One of us. The Predator's head was built as a separate piece, and a total of three were created for the film. A hero head that was capable of facial articulation, a static stunt head, and a head that was completely open at the front for use in scenes where the Predator is wearing its mask. The animatronic face on the hero head was controlled by a set of nine servo motors that enabled motion of the brow area and mandibles, as well as a cheek squint. An additional exterior, uh, external servo motor was added later, hidden in the creature's backpack to move the lower mandibles. There was a um, servo motor for him to go. Yeah. <laughs> which previously did not open as widely as intended how many server motors were did it take for him to go <laughs> <laughs> at the end when he basically turns into like a laughing wolford brimley kevin peter hall was able to puppeteer the creature's mouth with his own jaw and wore contact lenses to finish the effect i love it yes and finally Originally, the jungle hunter predator had a very different, much more elaborate biomask designed to mimic the creature's tribal aesthetic. However, producer Joel, Joel Silver reportedly hated it instantly. I hated it instantly! Complaining that the complex design would lessen the effect when the predator finally removes the mask to re- reveal its face. As a result, it was redesigned to be far more simple and plain. The original... Oh, God. The original... You're having the hardest time. I am having a hard time. 
The original rejected mask prop was later reused for a Hunter in Predator 2 from 1990 and would go on to inspire the mask worn by Celtic in uh, Alien vs. Predator from 2004 and Scarface in the video game Predator Concrete Jungle from 2005. Oh, yeah, he's played by Al Pacino. Several other pieces of the Jungle Hunter outfit were similarly reused for the ending of Predator 2. I can't even throw my my spear at her. Her womb is so polluted. (laughs) The bodysuit was recycled for Predator Elder Greyback, while the biomass Elder Greyback actually sounds like like a kind of tea, like chamomile with Elder Greyback. (laughs) Isn't that the gorillas from Congo? (laughs) (laughs) While the biomass actually used in the first film was given to a scout predator scout predator and so that, in the, it's so funny when so they the gave the him yes. nicknames in the book um it, it's weird man i'll just talk about it real quick before we actually like you know go into the intermission here but in the book the predator is portrayed way differently it's funny when you start reading the book because it feels like basically word for word the movie right and then out of nowhere all these little things start happening you're like what that's not happening so in the fucking goddamn book he's a predator is a shapeshifter Oh, so he can touch anything from like any animal and turn into it. So like, there's this one point in the book where there's like a ball of hair, and a predator grabs it. And he turns into a fucking jackal because that's what the hair was from a jackal, what? and he's watching them as a jackal. He also can he has he doesn't have the cloaking thing. It's not part of his technology, but he has skin that can basically a chameleon that he can switch to like whatever uh, is like around him. Mm-hmm. And then also he has um this weird ability to turn into in, into like almost like. It's not described as mist. It's just described as like air. He turns into air and he flies around <laughs> like air. It's Weird. very strange. But he's also described as red, scaly, and he has three fingers. And he only has two weapons in the book. He has a spear and he has a retracting net that he uses. So he like catches people in the net. And when they closes the net on them, it's like almost like that scene in fucking the first oh, Resident in- Evil with the grid that cuts everybody through oh, oh that, that's that's, that's, that's actually reused in, in alien predator. versus predator yeah. well then predator 2 like they doesn't don't they throw a net on the one of the one of the drug dealers and it cuts into his fucking skin was that in predator 2 i'm pretty sure they use it in predator i know it's 2. definitely in alien versus predator because he throws a net on a one of the xenomorphs yeah oh you're right yeah oh yeah you're right no no you're right you're right so, was this book like this is based on the novel uh, i mean this is based on the movie this novel is based on the movie yeah. or it was like a pre this was like Written. I mean, it came out tandem with the movie. Oh, okay. So I was wondering, like, was he basing this off like some version of the script that he right, got? Okay. Like, well, he Maybe. got like he got it months in advance to be able to have time to write yeah. this because in the book it's described as that, it sounds like the first alien. So the reason that the predator first becomes interested in humans is he he lands on Earth. He's like studying the creatures and everything like that, and he wants to study things scientifically. He's not really interested in like hunting so much. Like, so he wants to cut the things open to see how they work. Which is why he but skins everybody. He becomes interested. <laughs> in the, no, he becomes interested in the humans because he's able to take the form of anything he touches. Right. But for whatever reason, he, he can't, can't take, take the form of people. Ah. So when he touches the people, nothing happens. He can't transform into the people. So he's like, why can't I transform into the people? I'm going to cut them open and see how they work and study what? them. Interesting. So that's how he goes through the movie. Interesting, I mean, the but book. it makes no sense. But what no. if he was what he was really at Earth for was to find all the children with autism and then take their autism genes I think well my, my, when I was reading the book I thought like basically he had heard about the human vagina and how great it is and he's like I got to go to earth to experience a human vagina myself <laughs> so he I wanted to see well, what this I magical thing is to mention in our he, little he heard, Patreon he heard that it looked like the man, his mandibles we, we so. forgot in our Patreon episode to mention that 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 was the Oh, you want to know if someone fucked a predator? Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yes. That we, was the whole we thing. We forgot about that. We're well, already trying to erase that movie from our <laughs> memories because it was so Well, the, in the in the actual, in, in the, 
in the world of Predator, like the extended universe, which we have to say before we go uh, into the intermission, like this is probably one of the things that spawned the most, the the longest, like as far as comics go, like Dark, Hor- Dark Horse made a bunch of fucking comics about this with like X amount of stories. And they did introduce female Predators in the comic uh, books. Uh, yep. uh, I don't remember which ones, but I do remember they do exist. And like they never really, they had different names for them depending on like what nationality was like seeing them like the americans called them predators right um i think like the japanese saw them and called them something like else different names so, for santa so yeah i mean they all <laughs> had like these different usual. names for them but it is like interesting <laughs> to think like you know you had the xenomorph the xenomorph was also very popular in dark horse comics i feel like they've kind of picked up both oh yeah of them. definitely but like this in particular it did it really just brought like a whole genre like the video games and stuff like that you wouldn't have thought like a like a like a movie like this would breed so much but like have so much extra shit for it like the genesis games didn't right. you, isn't there a predator 2 game too for genesis that you there's have a predator 2 game i never even heard of that um, until i saw ben was like looking through stuff and he's like i didn't know there was a predator uh, one 2 of game. the games i was obsessed obsessed with growing up was the aliens vs predator game for the atari jaguar which was a system that floundered and and then i remember like, dude i remember seeing screenshots for that because like when they were advertising that on television that was one of the games that they were like always like trying to like get people hype about yeah and it did look fucking awesome it's not dude. it's not good it hasn't aged well but you could play <laughs> as both a predator um an alien and uh, a colonial marine and that has the seeds of success yeah and it's just it was all first person and it just was not it but was the just, super nintendo aliens vs predator holy shit i played the fucking hell out of that game dude which is a good game but it doesn't hold up to the arcade version which is oh no what, no no, what no, it was no trying no. to emulate yeah was it really trying to emulate that yeah it's just weird because you could only be the predator in the super nintendo one and now it's time for a brief intermission In your brain already full of mush, you want to pollute that worthless mind of yours even more. Seek out the devil worshippers and to purify their spirits by burning them! The man has gone berserk while watching a double feature horror program. Love and lust are the same to him, like being raped by the devil. His kind of love can only bring you sin, and his arms can only bring you evil. Satan is real. Beyond the limits of mortal fear, outside the realm of imagination, there's a place where every nightmare you've ever had comes true. <laughs> Pleasant nightmares, friend. <laughs> Greetings, Lyle Lissadar. It's your old pal, the Pickerest, here. You must have done something really awful to end up in a place like this. Let me guess. You were burnt at the stake for practicing witchcraft. Nah, too old world. You were fried in the electric chair for cannibalizing your neighbors. Nah, too many calories. I got it. You're in league with Satan. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit of the Demon Bigol! <laughs> it's like my mother always used to say. Get a job doing something you love, and it'll never feel like work. 
Well, let me tell you something. I was born to do the devil's work. Now, where is that infernal soul extractor? Mm -hmm. Aha! (laughs) You see, people think the soul leaves the body when you die. But that's simply not true at all. It hides. And it's my job to... Right now, you're probably asking yourself... Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm just a lower-level corpse. Ask no more, my unindoctrinated friend. You can visit our website at sayyoulovesatanpodcast.com There, you can buy the latest in corpse wear. Leave a voicemail to be featured on Spill Your Guts. Or support the show directly by becoming a Patreon member and supplying Satan with cold, hard cash. Send your hate mail to SayYouLoveSatanPodcast at gmail.com. Join the Devil Worship on Facebook at SayYouLoveSatan80sHorrorPodcast or follow the Congregation of Degradation on Instagram at SayYouLoveSatanPodcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to be automatically entered to win a free (laughs) t-shirt. And before you go, there's just one... More little thing I'll be needing. It won't hurt much. All of the mutilations, bodily dismemberments, and cannibal rituals were performed by seasoned professionals. Please do not attempt any of these stunts at home. So the movie starts off with uh, Outer Space. Outer Space. And you got Arnold Schwarzenegger's name first. Because, I mean, come on. So long it takes up, like, the whole left to right of the screen. (laughs) And then after that, very, very small is Predator. Yeah. So it's almost like they're saying, like, if you weren't aware of what you were watching here, they're almost, like, trying to, like, insinuate that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a sexual predator. I mean, he is a phenom in many ways. Yeah. But is he a sexual predator? Uh, I don't think he's a sexual predator. I hope not. Um, he has sexual prowess. Yes, he seems like you know I what. Mean, here's what I think. I think, I think he's a nice. I think he's a nice man. He has been known as a, he has been called after he that whole debacle. He is just so sweet with his um what a fine personality with his wife and the and the maid when they were both pregnant at the same yeah. time. They were calling him the sperminator. Oh, you know, I hope that's true. The thing true. about that is, I mean, it's <laughs> he sucks as a person for cheating on his wife with the with the maid and having a baby, but. I mean, doesn't he wasn't he didn't rape her or it's anything, just, right? So he's just like a she's he like made a shitty him, man. He made a mistake. He's I mean, making up for it. That now. whole thing is like strange too. When you see his son that he had with the maid, it actually looks way more like Arnold. Like it's crazy. That he is. looks Oops, exactly. Yeah. How old is that kid now, though? Gotta be. He's like a man. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> he's a he's a like he's a like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Does he look like a man? Look like a certain nigga man. When, when you're the Terminator, though, you can't help it. I mean, I mean, yeah. uh, he was listen. He was a handsome you're, man. You're also. The, the powerful scene. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I think I think his love for mates probably started in this movie with Anna. Do you think so? Yeah, and then when, oh, and then oh, when the true lies, racial oh. slur. Oh. <laughs> but when he's like, but he can't help it because he's basically he's a T eight hundred, and his fucking testicles are like an assembly line, like a factory building. <laughs> little t-800s inside of them and when he shoots it's just little it makes sense little endoskeleton sperms yeah. endoskeleton sperms <laughs> no when, when he shoots it's like <laughs> and it zooms into like the sperm swimming <laughs> to the egg and it looks like that scene uh 
in Terminator 2 and they show the fucking things flying and the, the, the Terminator's stepping on the human skulls. <laughs> it's basically his sperm stepping on the ovary, <laughs> crushing it. So yeah, so it's we see space and we see a UFO space. and there's something that like detaches from the UFO and goes towards Earth. A, sperm. a, a pod a into pod of the sword. atmosphere. A pod of some making. The pod shoots his load on Earth. Yes. And it mm-hmm. crashes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we see that there's some kind of a military to-do Helicopters right? and uh, the like. <laughs> a military, military to do. do. I don't even know what that means. They were having an afternoon luncheon on I mean, the beach. There's a lot of really serious men wearing sunglasses getting off of a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. That's Which what is, happens. <laughs> and then they take Jeeps literally 10 feet from the helicopter <laughs> to the bungalow. <laughs> Bill Duke is going to arrive in style and he's going to wear his 80s suit oh, with dude. his shoulder pads. <laughs> he is fucking looking oh, fine. Yeah. And Starched. Arnold gets out and he's like smoking a lanyard or you think it's a cigar, but it's actually just a piece of meat that he yeah. keeps in his mouth he at keep, all times. And he, no, and, and he just every now and then he'll slowly chew it and it'll just get shorter inside of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he just lights the end to smoke the meat. So then they meet uh, the janitor from uh, Sarge from Evil Speak, who turns mm-hmm. out to be, um, I don't Gen- know, General Phillips. General. Yeah, one of the generals. They go in and basically tell them the whole deal what's going on. Right. And oh, God, I got to say. So, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger's facial hair, dude, is the best. Does it he is have absolute best. Hair? Yeah, he's got it's like a little bit. No, sparse. in the beginning, watch the beginning of the movie because he has a he has a very dark facial hair, but it's not real facial hair. It's like oh. grease. It's like why did they do that? They, it's like it's, a five o'clock shadow. It's supposed but it's, to look like five o'clock it's, shadow. It's sort of like an eyeliner. Someone just sort of stippled <laughs> eyeliner on. Because there. I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger can grow facial hair. I don't. He I don't looks believe like it at all. he was born hairless and remains hairless to this day. Even the hair on his head? head. I don't believe the hair on his head is really. I mean, it might not be. He, he probably steps into what it, what you perceive to be a shower, but really it's an upright incinerator and it, <laughs> it the, cleans him. The, 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 the flames just shoot out of little small jets. Yeah, just I believe it. Just destroy any type of body hair. Contamination. No, it basically looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger went, dressed up like Santa and went down the chimney for his kids, and then he came out and he went, we got in the helicopter and showed up for this one because he looks like he's covered in soot. <laughs> he's, he's got face soot on. So yeah, so we basically find out they have to go in and like they have to rescue get some hostages. A cabinet and, member and his aide were right. shot down over the border, and they're going to go on rescue the, them. The wrong side of the border. And they get inside there, and Arnold kind of looks over and he s- sees Carl Weathers is basically wearing like. A complete white denim outfit with like a tie. He's wearing like a white denim top, white denim pants, and he has the presentation going too. He's got it looks like he's wearing like a pinstripe suit, but really it's just his black dick sticking out of the oh denim going God. straight up, straight up the center. No. It's it like, like Beetlejuice's pinstripe. It looks like, it looks like he's wearing Beetlejuice's suit, but with just one line down the center. Man. <laughs> oh my God. And, and then well, the best scene happens. Classic right? line stuff. Okay. Go ahead, say it. What does he say? Dylan! You son of a bitch. And I'm going to read an excerpt, and this is the only one I'll read from the book, but you got to read it because it's just, this is the most classic scene in the, in the um, movie. So a grin broke out of Dutch's chiseled face. Dylan, you son of a bitch, he grumbled good naturedly. <laughs> but even though he appeared to lighten up, he filed a red flag on Dylan. At the same time, he knew he had no choice but to work with the man, and it was the best idea to make a show of cooperation. Dylan grinned on back. Then the two men simultaneously swung their arms from the hip as if to land a punch. Phillips tensed, but the hands slapped together sharply in a gesture of camaraderie and gamesmanship. (laughs) Clap! The massive forearms bulging, testing each other's strength. How you been, Dutch? Dylan inquired, (laughs) his smile drawn tight only inches from Dutch's face. He was pushing hard, keeping the pressure up, as if to prove his desk duty hadn't softened him. But Dutch had the edge from the first, and slowly, methodically, taking his sweet time, he forced Dylan's arm down mm, three, mm. four inches. 
It's kind of sexual. Five, six inches. <laughs> he, took, he took it all. <laughs> You've been sharpening too many pencils, Dylan. Dutch said. A teasing glint in his eyes. Neither man grunted or breathed hard. Had enough? No way, old buddy, Dylan replied through the gritted teeth, still cocky, as if to say he was just getting ready to hit the field. You would never did know when to quit. The two arms quivered and strained. Dylan felt another inch, then a <laughs> long moment of stasis as the two looked into each other's eyes, each seeming to remember something from the past. <laughs> Neither blinked. Then they suddenly broke away as if to call it a draw. Dylan punched uh, Dutch on the shoulder. That was some piece of work you guys pulled off in Berlin, said Dylan. Then Dutch Ooh. grabbed him and threw him over the mat table <laughs> and stripped him naked. He pulled down his fruit of looms by the waist with each thumb and thrust into him forcefully, oh. not even searching for a hole. General Gross. Phillips General Phillips looked on, but his lip quivered as he looked out the window <laughs> at the third man. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the groaning could be heard for miles, and the rest of the of Dutch Schaefer's crack team of commandos <laughs> grinned and bared it. <laughs> oh, God. Monkeys cried in the distance. To the base. <laughs> and the jungle was so, silent. Well, yeah, we basically find out that um, <laughs> they're like on a, they're like a rescue. They like go on rescues or something. And like, so now Dylan and Dylan's going to be a part of this mission. Yeah, you find which, out typically like these guys always get called in for rescue missions. They, it's not their style to take other missions where they're just like haphazardly killing people. Right. They're, like they're a, not assassins. Exactly. As he says. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they head out on some choppers. Right, and they're and they're they're getting ready, man. They're putting on their face paint, mm -hmm. and they're putting their tobacco chew in their mouths. Jesse, the body's <laughs> Jesse, the body's scooping out like handfuls of oh, joint God, tobacco so with much. his ice cream scooper <laughs> chin from like the bag of tobacco. Schlocks it in his cheek. Apparently, um, it makes you a sexual tyrannosaurus, is what he says. Yeah, and and Hawkins is telling a lot of really terrible vagina jokes. As he does throughout the movie. Yes, he Dreadful. Does. He does. Still he and, does. Uh, the worst part is Mac is shaving dry. Oh my god! Oh my god! Dude. Helicopter with like a single blade razor, just is like. It, is it dry though, or is he just like just kneading in his sweat? <laughs> I mean, that's what, he's using I don't sweat. know, but shaving? I feel like shaving on a moving vehicle seems like a. A not, poor choice. Not only that, but, but like later in the movie, he's he shaving in, in, the in the jungle. And Dude, snaps you're just asking, asking for some infection you in there. Are. Yeah. Also, we all know that like Bill Dukes can't grow any hair anywhere on his body either. <laughs> yeah. Like he's as smooth as a fucking he's chinchilla. He's also a hairless man. Yeah. He's like a hairless cat. That's what he looks like. Yeah. What if he got necrotizing fasciitis? He, from no, like, he looks like he opened his fucking skin. Bill yeah. Dukes. Whoops. He looks like a bear that has mange. Like he has no. <laughs> like, you know, like you know, there's supposed to be hair there, but like it looks weird because he doesn't have any hair. Yeah. There's got to be like high school photos of him, but like a fucking like flat top. It's got to be. It's just like weird as fuck. <laughs> Shane Blackie is telling the vagina jokes, and he starts telling other people that he's going to put Predator dogs in the remake of this uh, <laughs> okay. in, in 30 years. And then and they, they crash the helicopter, and, and Billy, it blows up, yeah. and it's all done. And Billy is just not. All laughing at anything because he's like really you're gonna do that i don't think it's gonna be he's good like yeah and he's well, like and all did you know about autism it's the it's the next evolutionary <laughs> step in man and billy's just looking at him like Shin, nah, nah. Then, so then uh the, the, there's like some beeping that starts and they all get ready and then they rappel down from the helicopter they, they right? fucking penetrate the thick bush they stuff do. that is the fucking this is, this is real deal this isn't congo fake palm i mean plants. no i know i wrote this that I this fucking wrote that. I was like, this is not real a fake jungle. Set, like Congo. No, it's a real deal. This is yeah. real deal. You can tell. Jungle. While they did make some fake trees and some bullshit, the majority The majority of it. Is real jungle. And immediately when they get into this jungle that's been untamed by modern machines, they start doing what I like to call <laughs> jungle sneaking. Which is basically like they all get there in their own little separate space in the jungle and they go 
it looked like squirrels that like a squirrel crossing a road that has doesn't really have an idea where it's going. <laughs> so shake it, back and it, forth, they, like uh, yeah, they run a couple, uh, they run a little bit, and they look left to right, left to right, and they run a little bit, and they look left to right. That's like how military men move through the jungle. So they find a down chopper pretty much almost immediately when they get into the jungle, right? And Dead they, pilot. Yeah, they they hook up to a like a grapple point and get up there, and they realize that the both pilots were shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And Billy, who is the ultimate Navajo tracker. <sighs> Is able to tell how many people were there. Yes. Which way uh, they went. Based on the shell casings, what directions they fired. There are the kinds yeah. of shoes they had. He said, but, yeah. Military yeah, boots. Exactly. We, we find out that like this is a size 12. They this is not exactly funny. what they thought they were getting into because like they, it's not a no- normal yeah, well, Billy, army taxi. fishy. Yeah. Billy walks up to him and he's holding like this like smear of brown stuff and he starts like <laughs> licking it and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, ah, oh, someone's passing uh, blood in their stool and this guy wears a size 13 boots and they're like, you know that by eating the poop? And he's like, no, I found some footprints over there. <laughs> I found his and, shoes. And there's also <laughs> some blood and they're like, well, then why are you licking the poop? And he's just like, yeah. Just keeps like it. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> he stole my land. This is all I have. He's and- like, he's like, don't judge me, white man. <laughs> And basically, like Billy, I mean, uh, Dylan is is pretending that he doesn't really know anything at this point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we find out later <laughs> he sure does. Look at Dylan, like, I don't know, guys. And this is <laughs> so weird. And this is when Billy decides he's going to suck along some tree root, and he's going to. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> he's going to get all the, the, the intestinal tree, the tree Listen, <laughs> if you're in your if you're stuck in the in the jungle, you want to know where you're going to get clean yes. water. First of all, so you're going to get it from milk. a vine. Yeah. Okay, but you shouldn't be. Resorting to that, you just got down yes. there five minutes ago, and you're already like, "Damn, I'm thirsty as fuck." Like you, you have to still have reserves in a canteen or something like that. Don't even try to lie. Hope so. They do this thing in this movie that cracks me up to a lot. It's fucking awesome. But um, they do this thing where like Arnold will be like in the foreground or the background, and will just be like his leg will be up, co- kind of like Captain Morgan, yes. and it'll yeah. just be like looking off into the distance at something and like squinting and trying to figure it out. And then someone will come next to him and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, Dutch, blah 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 blah," and he like breaks out of it and he's like, "Oh." And they tell us some kind of information that you need to know as a viewer. It's right. the best. They and every one of those <laughs> yeah. scenes is like a perfect still image, a photogenic 10. Yeah. It's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Everything's framed like pretty. They do this thing also in this movie a lot. And you noticed it when they do the gorilla um, scene more. But they do this awesome thing at the director. Apparently, that gorilla scene was shot um, almost like 90% by the second unit director. But there's scenes built around it where it's like them exchanging glances. And that was all done by the main director. And, um, that's why when you watch it, it's kind of jarring when you watch the actual battle because it's just people flying off things and like <laughs> yes. and, and explosions. It yeah. just seems like it's a bunch of stunt like shots. But the, they do this really cool thing where like there'll be someone in the foreground and then it'll it focuses on them and then it'll go to the background and focuses on them mm-hmm. and then that guy points over there and a pa- and a camera kind of pans and you see someone over there right. and then it pans back to the front. They do this cool stuff with like spatial area, so like you as a viewer kind of have, have an idea where every single person's at even mm-hmm. though they're in the jungle right. and like and how they're like communicating they're and yeah, yeah. yeah it makes the jungle feel really thick too yeah it really does that's because it's like they're all close but they seem so far away because there's so much real jungle in between all of them that is like my only one complaint that i wish like i would have saw like i wish there was like 45 minutes of this movie that was nothing but them just hacking at <laughs> fauna, trying yeah. to like make a trying to make a trail for themselves <laughs> it's almost a two-hour movie in and of itself yeah. which, which is kind of kind of weird when you think about it because you feel like you go back in your mind because it's it's you've probably seen it a hundred times, so you kind of condense everything. But yeah. it's an hour and forty five minute movie, and the majority of that it's is just walking the, in the jungle. It's just walking in the jungle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, then they, well, he so the, this is when Billy like he hears something and he's following, he's tracking it right, and he finds the the skin bodies hanging the, from the trees. Yeah, three big yes. pepperoni yeah. meat bags. The one and guy comes up to him. and The guy's like, "Hey, 
These guys look like they got really scalped on Kanye West tickets. What do you think about that one, Billy? (laughs) It's terrible. It is. And they they find like kind of a pile of like blood and organs and (laughs) just squish and and dog tags. And there's like like a thousand vultures. It's Hopper. And yeah, um, Jim Hopper. <laughs> yeah, Jim Hopper. We're gonna talk about him. and We're gonna reference him about yes. six more times in this movie. Because yeah, Dutch happens to know the guys who were skinned, mm-hmm. and uh, time green, to get old, painless out. Green berets out of Fort Bragg. So you, this is when you find out that uh, Jesse Ventura has been carrying around like a two hundred pound minigun <laughs> yeah, somewhere, somehow <laughs> through, the, through the you know, I guess his MTV shirt gives him supernatural oh my God. powers. I had totally forgotten he had had that shirt until this rewatch. Apparently, I, that was his. And really? he wore it on set That's and they're amazing. like. And and like, yeah, you're just going to keep wearing that. It's so funny because I didn't even notice it at first. It took me like a, a while to notice he was wearing that shirt. But I, I mean, to me, it's like you could have used that like space in your backpack for a lot more useful things like 40 extra pairs of shoes or like <laughs> 40 pounds of like, you know, strips of beef and anything. But he chose to bring that. Um, yeah, so they, they cut the bodies down and... Um, Billy, that's when Billy goes, you know, they, you know... He basically tells them, like, what, the whole thing that they happened, They had a right? firefight and... They and were shooting in all directions and, and Dutch is like, oh, he couldn't, I don't believe he would have walked into an ambush. Yeah. And uh, Billy's like, yeah, I don't believe they did. I couldn't find a single track. It doesn't um, make sense. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they're trying to apply here. They're trying to apply, like, the predator was there and yeah, killing and people. Yeah, they're basically shooting trying to imply, like, something's fishy. Yeah, yeah. Something's off. Predator right. Predator got to the first rescue team before right, they okay. even made it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's about 20 so, minutes in now, and this is when you get your first infrared pred vision. Yeah, your first of what's taste. Going on. And it's, and again, and I'll talk about it as we talk about the movie, but I love how they just take baby steps with it, you know? They give yeah. you these little glimpses throughout the movie right. to build to a bigger picture. Right. It's called restraint. Yes. Okay. And it's perfect. And the director needs to know when to exercise that. Yeah. Restraint and pacing, yeah. most yeah. importantly. <laughs> pacing. I mean, pacing when you're making a movie should just be like a given. You should know that, like, you should pace things. And there should be peaks and valleys and, you know... Not a schizophrenic mess with so many different plot I mean, and lines. That, going and, that go, and that goes for any, <laughs> yeah. that goes for anything in life. It's like when I'm watching a porno, I want there to be pacing. I don't just want a guy to walk in a room, pull down his pants, and start slamming a girl who barely got her fucking panties off. You know, <laughs> unless you want that into like a dry hole. I mean, unless that's uh, your thing. Some people might want that. I mean, listen. I guess. I like. I like Jesse wants a storyline. I, I, I want that, my porno I, in 48 seconds. Okay, go. All right. <laughs> and I call that the old painless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I call that the very painful. <laughs> Very painful. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, so, yeah, I do. I want a storyline. I want to build you up. Do. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is when they're like, um, they're kind of making their way right to to find like yeah. whatever. And uh, this is when um, Dylan like sl- he's just very inept. It seems like he's kind of out of his league he's, with he's these lost guys. His, he's lost his edge. Yeah. He used to be one of them, and he and well, I mean, he started he to yeah, he got stuck behind a sure. desk. He's been behind a desk desk so a long deck. he forgets that like. He does have this problem with his vision where he can't see sticks that are really close <laughs> up to his feet. So he has to he has to observe the yeah. the ground like forty feet out and memorize it by right. the time he gets there. And Max onto his shit. And Max's not gonna tolerate. No, that. he's not gonna Well the thing is nobody has liked him from the beginning. Remember on the on the chopper uh well, in the book, I'll say that Jesse Mac Ventura and, spits on his spits on his boot. Mac right? and Blaine in the book are white and they're very uh they're very racist oh. towards um, Dylan, pretty much, you know. Not like, not what severely. What an interesting choice. Not severely Editory racist, choice. but I do like that the change in the movie, because it's basically like, you know, these guys had their problems outside of being like, you know, white and black, but then together, it doesn't matter what colors they are because they're in it together. And like that storyline, this movie to me, it's awesome friends. because I feel like in any other Schwarzenegger movie, they give Schwarzenegger all the limelight, but they give so much credit 
to like Mac and Mac's relationship because I feel like Mac he's the only one that actually physically hunts the predator yeah. at the end like because, they, because he kills Blaine for a little right? bit yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah they give him like that that own little piece of the movie for himself and it's fucking cool yeah. you know they could have just as easily made that a scene for Arnold Schwarzenegger right. you know but it wouldn't have felt it wouldn't have felt the same no no and, I agree. and really the only subplot of this movie is this like Dylan tension with the group who you know already from the get-go Dutch is like uncomfortable with the fact that they're getting thrown into this mission they don't really have a lot of details and now Dylan's got to be a part of their group and they don't really work with other people. They work right, by yeah. themselves. So yeah. Dylan's got to go with them. And on top of that, they keep finding more details of stuff that clearly they would have known and they're not telling him. Yeah. yeah. So Arnold breaks out um, his binoculars because they get to like this, like the gorilla the compound edge. and um, he's yeah. looking and he sees um, Sinbad get the last turbo man <laughs> yeah. and he's not happy about it. Oh my he's, God. He's like, we kill everyone inside the store right now. <laughs> Yeah, so they right, and they it's like so funny. I mean, the 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 fact that they just happen to get up there and they see this hostage being shot. Um, but they make their plan to move in. There are of course some booby traps around the camp. Um, and then they like one by one take out all like the guards on the perimeter. But I find this whole scene to be unbelievable for the simple fact that. Jesse the body's trying to sneak in around with a minigun that has bullets clanking all over the place and, <laughs> yeah. and he's and he's slapping his jaw with uh with that fucking tobacco and yes. it sounds when he's he's chewing that so loud throughout the movie, it sounds like a pack of orca whales that beach themselves and they're oh just God. flapping the wet sand around. <laughs> you you would hear him coming. It would be yeah. echoing through the fucking goddamn. They forest. do make a lot of noise for trying to be very stealthy. Um, so yeah, Dutch, like, this part's funny. This so, part's amazing. Well, when he sneaks down we, and he, dis- he like, disables the thing on the like truck. The, it's like the water, using a truck as a water filter. Right. Yeah. It's cuts, like, cuts it's, the, uh, the, the yeah, band, belt. lifts this truck by with himself, his sweaty man hands, <laughs> and just puts a bomb in the back and is like, this is gonna be great. <laughs> He's like, and then just lets it go like a <laughs> Hot Wheels that you pull back and yes. it springs this is out. When, this is like the cheesy action is coming through, but oh, it's awesome because it's like, I'm gonna plan this and it's gonna work exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the satchel bomb has just a giant toggle switch that says on off on it. Which is so stupid. It's, a, it's amazing it's that, a, a, that a truck can roll that fast when it has no tires because it's literally <laughs> on axles yeah. and, it, and it like it rolls with absolutely no problems and i love how the freaking dudes their first reaction is they want to try to stop it so they're trying to get into it all you would do is just jump the fuck out of the way right you would run yeah yeah so it basically goes down into the center of camp and then there's and just then so many explosions explode. Yes. I, I call this this is a um Frebuga frenzy that happens oh, it, is. <laughs> it might it, it absolutely might be the the heaviest Frebuga scene in any movie we've ever covered i, I think that's a possibility because yeah. yeah i mean basically people are flying everywhere and there's what else all are they these explosions yeah. and chicky ranch and ch- oh they the are apex all over the place for booga the yes br- this is the most ridiculous carnage i have ever seen and it does and it comes down to the fact that like uh, when you watch this movie stuff is filmed very expertly you don't really think about it but this scene is like one of the sloppiest and the director hates this fucking really, part yeah. of the movie so much is- because he didn't film it because he didn't have time to he basically had to leave it up to the second unit director because he was filming something else that day and it is like it's 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 fine for what it is. I never really thought about it until he said it. But like when you do th- watch it and see, it's literally every shot from that one moment where there's just explosions is just guys going from again, from again, from again. I feel like that was typical for '80s action movies. Yeah, no, I totally you know, was. It was. Like, totally Delta, was. I, but now it kind of it's kind of tainted because it makes me think immediately of Hot Shots, and it makes me feel yes. like, yeah. it makes me think of Charlie Sheen with the body count number. Oh. The guys just going and getting riddled with bullets. Well, it's awesome when you when you go back and you think for the fact that like he this the same guy that made this made die hard afterwards and it's like it does feel like that like it does have that like great actiony way like the way like spatially that he did um when he was shooting um 
Bruce Willis, like, and there were, they did a lot of those things where, like, someone would be in the foreground, someone would be in the background, and when he's going around that building, you always have a sense of where he is in the right. building. It's fucking awesome. And actually, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play that role, oh, but really? Bruce Willis took it because he didn't want to do it. Well, that's a good, that was a good call. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was approached to do the sequel to Predator 2, and he didn't want to do it because the fucking sequel to Conan the Barbarian, I forget, maybe The Destroyer, mm-hmm. did yeah. so poorly in yep. box office. He basically oh. refused to do any sequels like, and only took Except a few Except for Terminator. Of them. He yeah. did Terminator 2, yeah, because James Cameron was going to be involved. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. What would, the, what would they have done with his character then? Was he supposed to come back as a, as Dutch again? And- in Predator 2, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. They could have had the Predators like, come back after him or something. Know. Who knows? Man. Yeah, he's like, it's not a good idea. I don't want to do it. And a lot yeah. of things he said no to, actually, it, it was for the better that he didn't do it. And the only reason he did... He was going to do, um, they approached him to do Terminator 3, and he's like, I'm not going to do it unless James Cameron's involved. And James like, listen, I'm not going to do it. Um, just ask him for a, an absurd amount of money, and if they give it to you, just do the movie. And he's like, <laughs> all right. And that's what he did. <laughs> oh, God. And he, he asked them for like a shit ton of money, thinking they would be like, that's too much. Yeah. But they were like, you got it. <laughs> they <gave> it <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> this is also where they start, this part of the movie is where they start packing in all of uh, the the greatest like Schwarzenegger one-liners. Oh, yes. His like classic 80s one-liners where he fucking throws a machete through somebody and goes, stick around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically they find out, they get down there, they find out that the, the hostage, the other hostage is dead and they also find out that they were CIA I don't know how it they wasn't found a cabinet right? minister. It was yeah, a CIA was, agent, CIA and then of course the Russians get involved. And Russian somehow. military advisors. I right. don't know. The guy that gets for boogered out the window when he goes knock knock and basically shoots the M two hundred three into his chest. Uh, that guy was Sven, and he was the I guess a Russian guy that they were tra- tracking or whatever. What is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger line? Do you have a I'll favorite? I'll be back. I love the one in fucking Total Recall. Okay, it's not one that's like referenced a lot, but I think it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite ones in Total Recall where he um they're trying to find him and there's multiple versions of him and he's like he starts laughing maniacally. He's like, "Do you think this is the real Quaid?" And he's like, "It is," and he shoots them. (laughs) 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 That is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) You think this is the real Quaid? It is. And he shoots them. I think I just love all the movie all the quotes from uh, Kindergarten Cop because it's so quotable. There's so many good ones in that one. There's also Running Man. There's also a lot of good ones in um, Last Action Hero. Oh yeah, yeah, tons of of good ones. Uh, if you ever are feeling really bad and you want to like just cheer yourself up, go on YouTube and just watch a montage of all the Schwarzenegger lines like oh my god uh, together for like who an is hour. Your daddy and what does he do? Because like just the ones when they get start getting the Mister Freeze stuff, all the fucking oh, puns in Batman and Robin. That that is an, enough in and of itself. He has a lot of good one in Twins and like Twins is like uh, fucking Twins is the best dude. I watched that so many times growing up too. My love oh, for twi- oh. my love for Danny DeVito. Yes. Also, it's like just. One of the funniest movies ever. That movie's good. It what? really is. Wait, you're not you. You're me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, um, so Poncho finds Ventura, Jason Jesse Ventura. I thought I just call him this the whole time. Um, That's what I do too. And he has like a guy who's like kind of hiding out in a cave above him or something. Dug in like an Alabama tick. So deep in the thicket. Of your hairy masculinity, you gotta get four combs and a blowtorch to dig that motherfucker out. And then it pans over to hairless Bill Duke, and there's like a single tear going down his eye. Like, violin. I just wanna have like just a bushel. Just a little bushel. I wanna at least, I mean, even if I only had a little hair under my chin, under my lip, like Harry Mandel, I'd be happy with that. One eyebrow for Christmas, please. Anything. Just, just one follicle. Give me one follicle to brush. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. And then he throws like you got a bunch of grenades up there. You got time to duck? The timing of that that line, because he goes, huh, 
Okay. And he just <laughs> you got there. time to duck? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And I, love so, the, and I love this thing, too, because every character in this in this so far, like, and it was a cool, like, reveal leading up to it, like, with Old Painless getting taken out, and then Poncho <laughs> has that little, like, kind of like, what is it, like a little cannon, like a rocket it's gun? Like a, it's like, yeah. a, a, like a riot grenade launcher they would launch tear gas it from, and they modified of, it's it. Like yeah. kind of like, it's like Final Fight, the video game. It's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up where everybody has their own little special ability ah, in it. Like, Billy's yeah. got yeah. the, Billy would have, like, the machete or something like oh, that, yeah, you know? Yeah. You got your pros and cons. Arnold Everybody's got, I mean, they have a lot, like, a bunch of guys have MP5s, but Billy's got the um, M16 with it. It's called the Master Key because it's got a shotgun underneath of it. And uh, Dutch has the M16 with the grenade launcher yeah, on, yeah. on the bottom of it. And yeah. Shane Black would just walk around like with no weapons and just be, say vagina He jokes. had the radio. That was his important <laughs> he had the job. Radio. My wife's he, vagina he, is so big. There's an echo. He had the inappropriate <laughs> jokes and he had the Why'd giant you say it twice? glasses. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. But this scene yeah. almost didn't happen. What uh, what happened was they were they had planned to shoot some other stuff with uh, Arnold that day. Arnold was either busy or or wasn't feeling well, so they couldn't shoot with him. And Poncho and Jesse had this idea to do this scene, ah. and they were like, "Well, we don't really have anything else on the sc- shooting schedule. Can you do it in like one take?" And they did it in one take and shot it, and ended up getting into the mm-hmm. movie because they needed filler. So yeah, I love it. I love the banter between. You know, other characters other than the main character. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I like that's the kind of thing that really makes this movie stand out. Yeah, like, because it like builds on the relate the, their history together and their relationship. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, I mean, like in Poncho and and Poncho doesn't get that many great parts in this movie, but I do feel like everybody does get a good chunk of this movie. That's for them. Like mm-hmm. you know, Blaine has the fucking part where he gets fucking he tries to go after him with the minigun and then gets like blown apart. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So Dylan finds like in in one of the little cabins he finds like all these papers and he's like super happy because like clearly he was sent there to get some information. And you hear yeah they basically you find out they, like that there were they stopped an invasion from happening. Right. Um. Yeah. They reveal that Dylan is the rat. Mm-hmm. They've been he's been and lying were, to them the whole was, time. And it wasn't a rescue mission. They were there to basically take out that fucking camp and that was yeah. the only way they can manipulate them into doing it. And right. then he finds uh. The the local lady the 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 the, the uh was she a gorilla I don't know well there's ba- there's a small confrontation it doesn't really real explain quick. who she was really there's a confrontation between Carl and uh, Arnie for a little bit and it's yeah. weird because it keeps transitioning between like wide screen wide wide screen <laughs> wide, 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 wide screen, screen and regular like yeah. format and that's because. The only way they could get Carl Weathers both of his eyes on was if they switched oh it to widescreen, so they had to keep doing they had that. Had him in the 35mm Panavision. It's like, why, does this, why does my TV keep sw- switching to widescreen? Why I is this IMAX? So, you know, they, they take Anna uh, and they, ca- you know, they take her as an asset, I guess, and then this is when Arnold goes to Billy and goes, Hey, Billy, I need, to make, I need you to get me a way out of this hole. <laughs> this hole right now. <laughs> what does Billy say? Billy says back he's to like, him. Oh well, he's like the only way out is through this valley. Yeah, I wouldn't waste that on a broke dick dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl Weathers is like, yeah, he's demanding to take Anna with him, and he's like, I want to take her because she reminds me of my my hamster when I was a little kid, Mister Chunkles. No, so we're gonna take her with us. I love her; she's so adorable. Uh, and this is the scene with the scorpion, which is on the back of the the steel book oh, yeah. when uh, Mac calls Dylan over. <laughs> And he like stabs his back very lightly, and because it's a scorpion. And then we get some more predator vision. Yes, predator vision. As he's like capturing all the 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 MP3s for his SoundCloud. (laughs) He's loading them up into Pro Tools. He's 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 splicing them with beats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is actually the cool. (laughs) This is oh my god, dude! The Billy laugh. This is the cool part where you actually 
first time see the predator and it's just his big meat grip as he goes over the oh, screen and pulls it up and you can also right? the silhouette of his hand because it's yeah. again it's like dude, funky claws first they show the infrared infrared then you know that exists then right. they show the fucking infrared and they give you a little glimpse of his hand they combine uh, both the ideas it's so as, as jesse would say it's the presentation of one ball coming out of the denim it is just one, <laughs> ball. Just one it's silhouetted slow. Slow. In the and denim. you look at it and you're like hmm i could so, do some more listen, of that all right i'm gonna tell you right now as a man what steph really likes me to do more than anything is we go in the we go in the bedroom for about 45 minutes it takes me 45 minutes just to get my penis out because she likes the build up to it. Oh, yeah, take, 45 I'll, minutes of I'll, removing penis from pants. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I stand there and stuff. She's watches. just folding socks like, okay, are I'm, we done? Is this like, how far where, is that? Where are how you at? Are you? Yeah, where half are you at hour, now? Half an hour, I've only gotten out both my testicles. You <laughs> have to get up at 5 a.m. for work. <laughs> take it too long. The shaft hasn't even emerged yet. It's just like two <laughs> testicles sticking out. Looks like, looks like an elephant looking at you upside down, the ears. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Billy. Hey, Billy, the other day. I was going down on my girlfriend and I said to her, Jeez, you got a big pussy. Jeez, you got a big pussy. Jeez. She said, Why'd you say that twice? Why'd you say I, that twice? I didn't, you see, because 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 of the echo. <laughs> oh, God. Echo, the in the, echo in the bunny mouth. <laughs> no, but the- <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, 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 dude. His laugh is way goofier. It's like, it's like, <laughs> so, so like <laughs> Do you ever play um you ever it's play like, the Simpsons arcade game, Krusty the Clown Boss? Oh yeah. Basically <laughs> sounds exactly like that and he samples it and does he does do it. Hi kids! He does like this fat ass over here. <laughs> over here. Over here. Turn around. <laughs> turn around. Turn around. <laughs> so, yeah, basically they're making their way down through the to the valley and um Billy to the Billy, Billy senses something in the trees and he's like looking around and but he doesn't see anything. So, they kind of like keep moving on but the predator vision, he's mm-hmm. watching. Predator vision is Billy, Billy's got that thousand yard stare <clears throat> yeah. like he's seen some shit. And there's oh. also an exchange between um Mac and uh, Blaine and, <laughs> and Mac says, I've seen some badass bush before, man, but nothing like this. This shit's something. Makes Cam- Cambodia look like Kansas. You lose it here, you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they see um, some, oh, something hits, the hostage hits Hawkins with the, with the branch that she picks up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she runs, and when he, this part is so great, because he runs up and he catches her, and she sees like the the movement, the glimmer, whatever behind Hawkins of the Predator, and um, so we kind of see him that like that whole his whole like body for the first time, right? His like silhouette, kind of his silhouette, kind yeah. of yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you just see like a spray of blood, and, and you he hear scream. got nabbed. Yeah, so and it's it's so cool. It's you see really his cool. like you see his cloaked hand grab his and then, ankle and, and pull drag him away. his and you body get the away. Classic eighties blue lightning, you know, Big Trouble in Little China oh, style, man, where so it just much goes. <laughs> and so they, fuck, they run and they finally they up. catch up to her and they start yelling at her. He's like, Mr. Chunkles, did you bite him? That's <laughs> a bad Mr. Chunkles. Bad Mr. No alfalfa sprouts for you, Mr. Chunkles. That's bad. So yeah, they come running and um, they go to grab her because they, I mean, they assume that she had something to do with it, but she's like terrified yeah. it's like, it's and like, covered in blood. What is she saying? What is she saying? I don't know. She's talking crazy. She says a hologram, a two-pack came out, <laughs> came out and, oh and did started the, dropping his, his started, best hits album. I don't know. She just keeps saying busted a cap in his ass. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know what that means. So yeah, um, Poncho sees the trail of blood on the on like the leaves and stuff. So he kind of follows it. So and good. 
finds a finds pile, a pile of, of guts, little picnic right? meats. <laughs> two uh, two young young folk were out there having a picnic. They unrolled the salamis. <laughs> Salam. They were spooked. <laughs> the hard meats. They 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 hit, headed for the hills. What's cool is like this happens <laughs> in such a short time frame. Like because they were like right on the heels of Hawkins, and all yes. of this transpired within a matter of minutes. Yeah. And their friend's gone. His his backpack with his radio is there. His bloody gun is sitting there. And yet they still somehow think that they were hit by an unknown gorilla yeah, force right. that was tracking them, unbeknownst to them. All that's right? left of him yeah. is a, a pile of Taco Bell. So they go out searching. <laughs> they go out. I think one of the coolest shots in the movie. They go searching for him, and they're they're keeping within like uh, you know like visual distance of each other. And there's a really cool shot of Dutch as he like looks to go over and, and in the foreground you see kind of like just dripping which in the jungle could be anything because mm-hmm. it's a jungle and it's human and it's wet and then he kind of makes a decision to go away from the camera back into the right. jungle and then the camera slowly pans up this dripping Drip trail, trail that, that you find is darker blood. and darker and then you see hawkins naked body, body. already yeah. kind of yeah. getting slowly getting dressed out yeah that's from a kill. slow pan stuck in my brain as a kid and it's like a, the, the blood like right. red blood dripping on the leaves yeah, like and running down the vines and oh, the I, leaves. I, I, yeah. I love, oh, I love when she so when good. she finds the blood too and and carl weathers doesn't see the predator blood and she's touching it and, and then she wipes it on her, her pants yeah, that's so fucking <laughs> cool i love that and scene. this is where Remember i feel I told like you stuff pants or napkins yes. <laughs> you know they've, they've shown you a bunch of a, a bunch of predator vision they've shown you his hand now they they've they've given you this first kill and this is when the movie transitions from that 80s action movie that you thought maybe you were going into into the suspense and thriller aspect of this of and also yeah. you're about 45 minutes in at this point and i give him a lot of credit for showing restraint in this aspect 45 minutes in you see your first snake any jungle like, movie, like jungle, yeah. creatures. jungle movies the second their step foot into the forest uh, the snake the, hanging there right they just yeah. fucking yeah. just start shooting snakes out of cannons <laughs> yeah. like, just well, so you know it's the like fo- it's like they get a t-shirt gun yeah. from goodwill and just shoot boas and, and, out. And, and, and monkey noises like the second they walk monkey in there oh, we already like, had monkey noises it's like pumping the monkey noises louder louder i don't want to hear the dialogue well, in they, this need, movie. they needed they needed a monkey they needed a monkey jump scare. Yep. They needed a cat jump scare. <laughs> yep. Because they, they were at the grill compound. What if they had cats? Yeah, they yeah, could You have, don't know. Could have had wild cat. jungle cats. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, um, they, uh, they hear something kind of moving around, and it's just like a little porcupine, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Some critter. I got a question for you guys, scared. though. Yeah. Why do you think the predator is so good at climbing trees? Is it because the predator's home planet is nothing but trees, or did they steal the DNA of a monkey <laughs> and put it inside themselves? This guy was like... I mean, a seventeen-year-old Olympian acrobat girl. Because when they show the predator swing in, like yeah. especially later on <laughs> from in the movie, tree to tree. when they show the predator climbing the tree, and he's just like hanging around the side. No, of the not, tree not only that, he's like he's walking down the tree, like face down on the tree, like a cat right. almost upside yeah. down. Yeah, he's like um, a panther. I mean, I would, I would say, not knowing anything about the new movie, I would say he lives on a planet of trees. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, seeing the new movie in hindsight. Um, he probably has the DNA. The of DNA a monkey. monkey. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Correct. And they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> they should have put that into the new movie. Like, or a gecko. Well, guys, could be like, guys, a, like a little lizard gecko duh, move. Duh. Why do you think they can climb trees so good? They got. They took the monkey fucking ability. <laughs> so five minutes basically after Hawkins is killed, they're still out kind of searching. Blaine thinks he sees something in the in the bush. 
It turns out it's a weird. What is it? Is that a skunk? I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a little, uh, almost like an echidna. Not. It's not an echidna, but it's like anteater porcupine yeah, kind dude. of deal. I have no idea. I, I thought it was an it was. otter, and I was like, "Why is an otter in the <laughs> Someone's jungle?" Someone's in their car right and now, screaming. This is a like, really cool <laughs> misdirect, but it's but it's cool because he like turns, and as he turns, he gets wounded in the shoulder and kind of dazed. Pop. And the camera follows you as he's kind of confused. Yes. And the way the camera lands, it lands basically directly behind him as a second plasma shot is followed a- up and basically blows his fucking sternum oh, out the front yeah. of his body. It's a blue bolt. Dude, the effects, like the, 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 how fluid the effects are in this, like, dude, you don't, you don't really see the edits for, it's really like a hallmark of a good movie and a bad movie, how well those special effects are pulled off. And yeah, the way they do, like John just said, the pans kind of around him yeah. is so fluid and it doesn't feel like jumpy or jarring at all. It's like, feels like one smooth effect. It does, it's yeah. And it awesome. makes you feel like how the character felt, like disoriented yeah. and yes, stunned exactly. and then immediately fucking dead because yep. it happens that quick. That's not easy yeah. to do. Like when you're doing an effect, you want to do like, you want to do a cutaway, like so bad. You don't want to do a, you don't want to do a shot like that where they kind of go around the person because you're going to, you're going to expose some kind of like, uh, you're going to make the magic go away. You're going right. to show something you don't want to show, you know? But it's so fucking yeah. good the way they do it. Yeah. So Mac runs over and he he runs over to uh, Blaine and he sees the predator and he sees his light his eyes kind flash. of like yeah. Yeah. he sees the yeah. manhunter eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he starts shooting and the predator runs and, just, and um, dude he cut does, this forest in half. Yeah. And because everyone just starts blowing out ammo. Yes. They don't even they don't even like ask what no, happened every, just every like, guy runs right, up here we go let's fucking and, and the shoot cool, it down. And, the, and the cool thing is they shot this scene multiple times and he said they would just like go back to their trailers for the day and somebody's fucking suck ass job was to go back and put every fucking oh, tree that's no. my job that's our department's job I have literally done that just so I, they could fucking chop it down with squibs again it's oh, it is so it's, 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 exhausting it is one and it, this is probably one of the most iconic movies from my childhood that I remember because it's such a creepy ass fucking goddamn scene because Dukes comes over, picks it up, starts just going to town on it. And I love how he's just basically fucking going berserk. The guys run up to him, but the guys don't know what's going on. But they just start shooting too because right. they're like, "Okay, he knows what he's fucking shooting at." Do you know and- what he yells when he when he uh, picks up the gun? No. No. What does he say? He yells, "Contact!" <laughs> and for you know military people, they hear that, and that's you know whatever Max saw and what he's engaging, they've got to go and engage it too, which is. It's a really cool fucking detail, which you don't really pick up. I didn't know what he said. I, I had to go back I and listen to it. Because I, I just heard him go, When they start shooting. when you yell medic. Yeah. When they start shooting to the uh, the jungle, it's basically like an 80s full bush porno. And when they're done, it's a 90s Euro porn <laughs> where there's not anything le- There's nothing there's left. There's no hairs left. It's just completely bald. It's completely bald. But I love this scene. I do remember it from my childhood a lot because it was so creepy to me. Al, like, he's shooting so much and then everybody stops and he's still holding the trigger. There's no yes. more ammo left and you just hear sh- it. Yes. He's cycling. paralyzed. You just hear that. Yeah, oh, you hear yeah. it cycling and he's just, and everybody <sighs> just looks like fucking so panicked. Yeah. And and they do, and they, they I mean, Mac did wound him because there is like, um, there is some little blood spritz, on the, on the, the glue, the glowing glue. Um, yeah, so they, they, um, they, they find, uh, Jesse Ventura's body, right? And they take it um, th- with his guts all kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. They wrap, um, but wrap them up. There's no powder burns. There's no shrapnel. The wounds are cauterized. So they don't, they have, at this point, they're like, okay, maybe this isn't right. what we thought is happening. And right? then it's this different. is when Mr. Chunkles finds the predator blood. On the leaf. <laughs> yeah. And this is when you get your first real shot of predator. Right now, we're talking 54 minutes into the movie. 
and he's going to perform first Finally. aid on himself. Yeah, the, oh, the med kit. Oh his my like God. space med I kit. I love that he like pops all the stuff out of his arm and he's like pouring something on it and then he has like a gun where he's shooting. I don't know what the hell it's he's doing. Uh, it's great. But it's some, of those, some of those tools are like actual, just like they didn't change anything. It was like an actual like surgical oh, yeah. Yeah. The Predator yeah. has everything he needs on him. He doesn't right. have any right. extra bags. Everything he has is purposeful. Yeah. It's used for something. Like I said, and, superior technology. And mm-hmm. I want to bring it back to the second movie because I think there's a really cool scene in the second movie where he does something similar where he's going through the apartments oh, and the, the arm ha- and he has to like I think he's got like bullet holes in him maybe or something no, like the, that. No, uh, his arm gets chopped off. Oh, his arm gets chopped off. Yeah. And he breaks the glass and in, the, he melts in the sink. Down, yeah, he melts, oh, down the so gl- he melts down the glass in the sink and then he starts like putting the paste on his arm and he starts screaming. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Ever since I started talking about the new movie and 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 we that we were covering this one to certain people, I've I've come to find out that a lot of people don't like the second movie for some reason. I, and I'm just like, why? You know what, dude? It's I don't unbelievable. Know. I, love I love it. I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. I love it. I think it's fucking awesome. I th- and, it, and it's very, di- it's a very different movie, but that doesn't mean it's not good. You know? And also, I feel like it's very conservative to what they could have done as shown now what they're trying well, to do with Predator. The things I've heard from people that they think like the cops are bumbling idiots and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's true for a lot of movies, but I don't think it takes away and people very, really, really dislike Bill Paxton's character. But like, I don't get but any of that. I love it. It's just like an over the top character. It is, and, I, it's, and it's, I like that. The whole movie's kind of over the top, but not in, like John said. It doesn't push it over the top to where it's like terrible. It pushes it over the top in a fun way, like the scene with Gary Busey and the meat. Yes, thing. I think yeah. it's very yeah. fun. The way I got it was like it's very comic booky. Like everything slightly is. exaggerated yeah. to to yeah. a certain it extent. It kind of reminds me, of, and that's a good thing to say because it does. It reminds me kind of like The Crow. It kind of has that feel, same feel oh, as yeah. The Crow, that, like high like, contrast, really gritty city vibe. Yeah, everything feels dirty in the and city. The drug, the drug war, and and I you feel know, like that was a fucking stupid guns, the and, dystopian, it, it like close future. It's like RoboCop to a certain extent of how they operate Detroit. Absolutely. It's like that, and it. And I feel like it was a smart move, especially coming off this movie. You can't go back to the forest again after this movie, especially not after you know so close to this movie. You had to do something different. And what's there to fucking really hate about this movie? I don't know, man. If it, I want also, someone to sit down and explain it to me. Also, so they just should be tell them they're wrong. They should be <laughs> yeah. bumbling because they're cops. Change and they're, my mind. They're, they're cops and they're not soldiers, <laughs> so it has to be taken out of its element. And you've got a, a predator hunting cops. Well, I what mean, what would listen, that look like to me? But the, but the, but the reason that argument's stupid, John, is because you're talking about a fucking alien creature that comes into the, comes into the city and is killing people. Like, do you really want the police to be operating? Come on, dude. It's that adds to the fun of the story. Like the, them being bumbling is fun. And like you said, it's like a comic book, and that's the way it should be. Right. I don't want a fucking straightforward fucking predator movie in the city where the cops, it's like, you know, like, like well, NYPD no, I mean, Blue right, or something. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but the way they, the, the alien was hunting, you know, the predator was hunting uh, drug dealers and stuff like that. He was indiscriminately killing... Uh, Bad people as, as well as the cops. Well, and I like that. Mo- I like that, that was movie. A statement of the, the movie, though, because this right. movie has a very certain look, and so does Predator too. It has very similar look, and, yes. their, and their own. It has their own unique identity, and but in I, the same mythos. But in the same mythos, right. but yeah. like, yeah, it's like it, I fucking love the second Man, one. Dude. I feel like I have, to, I have to rewatch it because it's been oh, a while. It's fun, yeah, dude. It's been a while. It is fun. And no, I think I think John like nailed it. It's like it's like RoboCop. It's like it definitely yeah, is, yeah. has that feel of RoboCop. My favorite double feature to watch is Running Man and then Predator Two. Because the the Hispanic actress is the same in both. So uh. I imagine that that girl survives Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and then she goes on to join the force in the, this dystopian future and comes into contact with Predator and it's really enjoyable to watch both. It's an interesting life. 
Yeah, for the, for the sweet Miss Vanek lady. She's trying and she to goes through uh, three cans of SpaghettiOs while she goes through that double feature. Um, yeah, Why are you calling me out like that? When, when, <laughs> Why are you looking yeah, straight yeah, at me when you, you talk about, about SpaghettiOs, John? Because I've been traumatized at your 4 a.m. <laughs> cravings of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> she, you like, st- <laughs> stare into my dead eyes as I crack the can as soon as I got here. We <laughs> call it. Then, yeah, she, she cracks the can and takes the, the tin out and then she cuts herself like Billy does across her chest. Oh, my God. And lets the blood like pour into the spaghetti and then I put it in the microwave <laughs> <laughs> my god spaghetti sauce already tastes like blood but I don't want to make it, it taste does. more like blood it's how so, do you think I survived it's so metallic <laughs> and irony it's like, John's like John's like it's still in the can are you going to heat that up and she's like we call this cold slurping in my house <laughs> 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 oh my <God. laughs> All right. Anyway, the, the scene where the predator is doing like the self surgery or whatever. That's like the full time we actually, the first time we actually see him yes. without him. his, yeah, his cloaking and device or whatever. Beautiful. He basically, he looks like he's wearing a bikini. And he looks it's like he, he has shoulder pads on, and yeah. his skin pattern looks like he has fishnets on. So basically, he's like a sexy football yeah. player. <laughs> he just came from uh, like a Vogue shoot, yeah. and uh, he's looking fresh. Um, so, and meanwhile, the guys are trying to get a call. They're calling for a pickup, yeah, and because they told, are spooked, they can't. They can't get a pickup because it's too dense of a jungle. Whatever they need to get out to a this, too hot. The jungle's too hot. So yeah. this is when they hear kind of like off in the distance the scream, and yes, yeah, when he does the little pinchy thing. Yeah, Dukes yeah. is like, "What did you see? What what, what got us?" And it's like, and Dukes responds like. <laughs> huh? That's it. What's he saying? All I can hear is goddamn monkeys and bugs. <laughs> what, what did he say? <laughs> you can't understand anything when Dukes is fucking talking. It sounds like just like the lowest whispering. So then Billy, they ask Billy what he thinks, and he says, since he's around, since they arrived here, he's had this weird feeling like something's following him. I'm scared, Pancho. You, you ain't scared of no man. He's like, since we came here, I've had this weird feeling and. I think I have crabs. <laughs> oh I got this. I got this itch to just won't quit. But I mean, meanwhile, they gave me a blanket on the cop. They're oh over my, here, and I think it may have all polio. of this crazy shit is happening. And <laughs> Dylan is still in total denial, and is like, "Yeah, no, I just think it's a couple guys out there, and we, I think we can take them down." Oh my and god! And then that night, Mac has another monologue, and this is the only time at night. So right. the rest of the movie has been during right. the day, yeah. and this is the first night, quiet. Yeah. Like blue light moonlit scene, and, yeah. and is, he has his good, Shakespeare King right. Lear monologue. Yeah. yeah, and Matt gets tackled by like a bag full of steel wool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with tusks. The Costco bag <laughs> of steel wool. I was just like, "What is that I, thing?" But I do he love shreds the fuck yeah, out of that thing. I love that scene of him stabbing it because we don't know what it is that yeah. he's stabbing, and you just see with every plunge of the knife, you see blood kind of spraying. They even out. did the full it's, psycho like yeah. dagger in the sky with one hand so, shot. And the yeah, blood pulls, dripping and then just he pulls ring, out some ring, pork roll ring. out of the fucking <laughs> <laughs> and Cass is like what, what is that pork roll? what is that we meat? eat that in Philly it's fucking delicious take the pork roll I have had my first pork roll now and it's fucking delicious it's like losing people your in Nashville have no idea what's happening up here I was, I was waiting so I was waiting it's, I was like as soon as she, was, she ate the pork roll and she was like I don't like, had, like it I was gonna rolls. be like get out <laughs> pork roll with provolone melty bubbling on top because pork roll is not like like scrapple People yeah. can like Scrabble and people can hate Scrabble. I personally hate no, Scrabble. But pork roll is the thing I show someone and if they say it's not good, I'm just like, okay, we're yeah. done here. When you're done, def- definitely finish what you're eating and I'm going <laughs> to force you to eat that whether you like it or not and then get the fuck out of my face. Mm-hmm. I'll never see you again. Right. And I thought pork rinds were like the shit. So no, I was wrong. Oh my God, pork rinds. <laughs> but the cool thing about pork roll is you can like, it takes like three seconds to Dude, heat it yeah, into a pan yeah. and it's done. Yeah. 100%. It's like, amazing. And 
The reason I exist as a person today, like when I say that, I mean I'm actually still alive, is because I had to sustain my body on pork roll probably for maybe four years of my life. Oh my so god! My mom was just like every single time she went food shopping, stock up on pork roll, and every night she's like, "It's gonna be a late night, guys, pork roll." And I'm just be like sizzling it up on there, sizzling it up. So I drove here with all the art in my car for the convention. I'm gonna drive back with just boxes of pork, pork roll, roll. <laughs> yeah, for all my friends and, and family. Yeah, they don't sell it in Tennessee, right? No, we've never. I've never seen that shit in my life. Holy that is crap, nowhere. Man. Like, I don't even, I wonder what the radius is of pork roll sales. There, like, where there, does it end? There's maps out there of like where Taylor Ham's <laughs> like distributors Venn, Venn are diagrams and stuff, of but it's specialty meats. I want to say it's like lower New York to maybe like upper Maryland and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good man. stuff, man. They, they have the thin cut and they have the thick cut. Oh, wait, what did we have? Good. Thin cut. Thin cut? Yeah, I usually got the thin, thin cut. Like the doorstop? It's just, like it's four just inches double, of meat? Nah, it's just double yeah, the it's thickness like the, of a, it's like of a double, thin yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, they're both I'm good. still in. I'm they're both good. I recommend the thick cut for a sandwich and the thin cut just with your breakfast. Yep. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good call. I when love you eat, it. When I'm you sold. Eat, when you eat the thick one as a sandwich, it kind of got this, it's got the crispy outside and kind of the soft yes. middle. Mm. So that's why you want it for Yeah. It's like the Twinkie of God, I want some pork roll. All right, let's just stop. And when you guys want to wear it, a 10. We all know it's a 10. Let's just say. <laughs> we'll just cross out predator and call it the pork roll episode <laughs> episode 114 pork roll <laughs> and the rest of the movie they subsisted off pork roll and, uh, the predator and they just, just walked out of the jungle <laughs> the predator was like I don't know what we're fighting when we got pork roll here right? <laughs> I, I, I mean I, <laughs> why are you following us I smelled it since you got here you obviously have pork roll in your packs and I, that, and I you have at it. least 12 pockets in those cargo pants they're all full of pork roll please empty them right now I thought you traveled four galaxies to get here for the pork roll I just heard so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, so they figure out that basically it was like a the the pay the boar was like a decoy, right? So meanwhile, they all went after the the boar, and the fucking predator came and took Blaine's body. Yeah. It's missing. And this is when they kind of s- suspect that the bodies are trophies, and that he t- it's hunting for sport. Yeah, and also yeah. like I mean, I think the, are they starting at this point think like he's not just walking. He's maybe climbing. He's trees, in, you know, he's like coming through the trees. Because they he's set, George of the jungling it. Yes. Max set like eight hundred traps out there with flares and claymores yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Then Goonies booby tripped yeah, right. booby trapped the shit out of that. Right, and he punches the pal and yeah. uh, everything. Punches the pal. Yeah, and he didn't set anything off. So yeah. that's why I said booty trap. <laughs> <laughs> you guy. Um, so yeah, Dutch, and then Dutch is like asking her again, like, tell me what you saw, and she's like, you know, whatever explains that she. It it was like changing colors from the jungle. It was like a chameleon. Uh, Dutch decides he's going to set her free. And Dylan is kind of pissed about that because, you know, that's his hostage and he wants to get info from her. But, uh, you know, they're all going to have to work together. She, she also that reveals of- that this this apparently has been an event that's been reoccurring. Yes. So her- there, there's like a local history of this happening. Yeah. They said like the jungle comes alive whenever the summers are hot. Right. And you're like, oh shit. You're like, is this- he's, he's been coming back. This is like, this is his Airbnb vacay yeah, spot. <laughs> is this when she reveals that it, like the blood? Yes, yeah. yeah this is when, blood. yeah, because yeah. that's that's when they say if it bleeds, we can kill it. And then Billy's like, and if it poops, we can taste it. And he starts, <laughs> and he starts like licking poop oh again. God. And Arnold's like, God damn it, Billy! <laughs> so th- stop eating the feeks! I keep telling you, that's fucking fecal to oral root is going to get you so many goddamn diseases. He's like, no, that's how I just, I just pack all, all the stuff into my lower intestines, and then nothing can get through. <laughs> they, they just nothing, nothing. and you just keep slowly licking the poop. <laughs> and then so this is like a, it's like a little montage here, right? Of yeah. like just really sweaty men making booby traps. Yeah. Well, they, make a, they, they could go for the chopper, which is ten miles away, but instead 
Dutch makes the call that they're yeah. going to make a stand. They're not. They're not going to get picked off one by right. one. If they're going to do anything, they're going to do it now. Yeah. Before well, they yes. go for the chopper, he yeah. starts telling them about. He starts asking all the people if they saw the movie Home Alone. He's like, "We're going to Kevin McAllister the shit out of this." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Do you know they called him Kevin Arnold because of me?" <laughs> uh, yeah. So like they're they're kind of waiting around, right? And uh, this is when he's uh, Max dry shaving again. Oh my oh, god! Oh my he's god. just fucking just digging the fuck out of his <laughs> cheek. Arnold, Arnold gets tired of waiting, <laughs> yeah. so he just goes out into the clearing where they've set all the traps and it's it's, it's a, uh, this is a really cool moment because they let that moment just oh it's so simmer. tense yeah it is so tense and, and tissa they, yeah they do a, they do a really cool thing whenever they're focusing on the trees and they're looking at something they do like this this like slow zoom and stretch through the through the foliage through the, and you're yeah. like and you as the audience member you're kind of like what the fuck is right. you're trying to see yeah, what you're trying yeah. to look for it what too. they're focusing on yeah. Yeah. yeah which is typically nothing oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's a great trick though because yeah. it's got people oh, on their seats well, like oh not, shit can yeah, you see so it do you see it i just don't understand why like arnold thinks this is a good idea right at this point when they're wait they did they spent all this time setting up the traps he thinks it's a good idea to go out in the open where all the traps are step over them where he's like you know he has yeah, no cover in the at middle. all yeah. he can't jump out of the way because if he tries to jump out of the way he's going to set off a trap and crush himself to death right and then basically the trap goes off in back of him and yes. catches the predator but you don't see anything because it's just basically like leaves and he still has a cloaking device on yeah and, yeah. Then, and he just like shoots himself out of it immediately doesn't mm-hmm. he yeah. yeah shoots shoots a uh, tree limb down which swings and comically hits poncho oh, in the yeah. chest and oh, makes yeah. him for booger <laughs> it sure does <laughs> And um, then the totally. predator jumps on one of the trees and his like cloaking thing temporarily kind of fails. So for a bit. Out, they yeah. get like a glimpse and of him. Dylan yeah. sees it. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and he starts doing like a fish mouth. He's like, you know what that made me think of? Remember that time we went camping and that goddamn raccoon? We were like, we're looking in the dark. Oh my and he God, was yes. hanging on the side of the tree like that, looking at us like, hey, yeah. hey what's going on? <laughs> this, raccoon, this fucking raccoon kept coming into our sight all night. All my dude, and then and you guys gonna drop some food for me? <laughs> I, had for keep, me. I had to keep fucking yelling at him, and then I fucking third throwing stuff at him, and he was like in the tree, like <laughs> like looking at me. I was like, raccoons yeah. are fearless. I let me like, tell you, people. Dickhead. It will hiss at you like a cat, and then we'll just run up on you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I don't. They, trust they are not intimidated by humans, no. like whatsoever. No, no, he was not. You will lose that fight with a raccoon. He, he's, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna only go up a quarter of this tree because I know you ain't following me. And I was like, you're right, sir. <laughs> yeah. So Mac chases after um, the predator and uh he dylan, loses it again yeah and, and dylan and, tells dutch like get everyone out of here mm-hmm. and you know i'm gonna go whatever and then dutch throws dylan some like spf 100 and trail mix <laughs> he's like, you're gonna need this <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then billy like as he's about to leave billy throws a, a piece of shit at him and tells him to like look a little bit <laughs> he's like what am i gonna do with this he's like it's so good to taste it it has um, all the vitamins mm-hmm. but poncho's hurt pretty bad so they're kind of like trying his to make cries, their way his cries are hilarious because <laughs> yeah. he sounds like I didn't know like a seven year old child that got a splinter just, so ah, I'm gonna sound like an ah, idiot right now ah. I never knew Max saying I'm gonna have me some fun tonight oh is that him, song is, still song. is him saying the song from the beginning yes. I never fucking made that connection dude, until this viewing never I thought it was just something he was just saying I was like and I always thought it was even weirder out of context because I'm like what the fuck is he talking about I'm gonna yeah. have some fun tonight yeah that's the song it's, it's, apparently not, they could only buy rights for one song yeah. that was the one they picked so they just tried to you know that's a little Richard song use it as is much it? as I can yeah. it's a little Richard <laughs> Oh, baby. Long tall. It's called Long baby. Tall Sally. Long it's, tall a, Sally. Yeah. Sally. it's about getting uh, oral baby. sex from a uh, transvestite. Is it really? Yeah, in a car. I don't know about and that. Long no. Tall Sally. No, no. She's long. It was actually original, it was actually called. She's long. It was yeah. It was called <laughs> Long Tall Sally, and then in parentheses next to it, 
Also has a mustache. <laughs> God. All right. So, um, yeah, they're kind of making their way. And uh, Dylan uh, he- hears Mac and he turns around. He's oh, over here. Over here. And he moves towards Turn the voice. Um, and Mac, Mac grabs him from behind. And it's like, I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. <laughs> over here. <laughs> over, over here. And they and they like he's watching and he can see it and we both and this is when they both look and when they both see it and we can see it in the trees too. It's like and it's the, really predator, cool. the predator is doing yoga poses yeah. on the tree branch. <laughs> so Downward they, dog. It's I mean it's weird. It wasn't yeah it's it weird. was a really weird pose. They they make a plan that uh, Dylan's going to go around the side and kind of flush him quote unquote flush him down. flush it out and yeah. I think if their if their plan was by flushing it out to flush out Mac's brains that's oh, exactly man. what happened so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile Mac is on his back and making his way a- across the ground bad like, plan um, it's, it's just really he's bad like plan. wiggling like yeah. a dog totally with a bad an itchy plan. butthole it's- just it's only a bad plan if you already knew that the predator has thermal vision and any amount of like sneakery is not going right. to work. Right. Uh, well, we yeah. also didn't know well. that he had those little laser lights for to shoot. Oh yeah, this shoot is his the, gun. The, we didn't know that either. I love those, those, those little, little laser lights. <laughs> the shot of the fucking la- of the laser going through his head and you're right in back of his yes. head and it goes through to the camera. Uh, Another all fucking of the awesome. blood that comes out of his head. You th- I thought his head exploded, yeah. but his head was intact later. When Don't they you think it. this is another but, thing that's strange? This movie, rated R, came out in theaters. Yeah. Fine. Fucking Night of the Living Dead remake, edited like fucking insanely, yet Predator, no problems. They fucking greased some palms, bro. Some palms were greased. I think they were smart, though, in how they kind of hid the gore, because a lot of it is just entrails, and like, I think the, the that most headshot graf- dude is fucking well, well the headshot well yeah, yeah but it's covered in blood the, the, the second it happens you're the camera's covered in blood and you don't really see anything but like i think the goriest part of this movie is the skinned humans that yeah. you see at the very beginning or and when then he after rips, that rips the spine out yes. and you can see it but just that's also from out. that's also from super far it away is from though far away. you're right you're i mean right, there, yeah. there is some trickery involved in, why are you in, trying to defend them <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying like it's a totally different than having a point blank shotgun to the face i mean it's all about who you know it is right. It's all about who you touch. Um, so yeah, Dylan. Dylan <laughs> maybe, sees maybe maybe maybe, uh, maybe Tom that. Savini uh, refused some mustache rods. Uh, he absolutely did. He should have said, "Just I'm the capybara you I've, want to sit on." I've seen that mustache in person. <laughs> I don't know. Does it look like uh, just fucking, for men? Does it look like does, it, does it smell like smoky cheese? <laughs> he went well. <laughs> I actually walked past him at a, a con horror hound, and I almost ran into him because he was walking with four little fan nerd boys around him and he had a big old po- box of pizza oh and we were trying to go through the same door and he had the box of pizza held in his mustache and had it curled around <laughs> and he was trying to push off these fanboys with his hands and i like, tried to hold the door like what do you need some help sir so are you saying are you saying tom savini's mustache is like mandibles and he uses them to eat? <laughs> he uses right, them like right, a crab like right little crab hands yes are you saying tom savini's a predator oh, he could be they could be yeah <laughs> uh so he, yeah dylan sees des des mac on the on the on the ground on the floor and uh he hears it and he hears his voice and then he's looking around and he sees the predator this in the tree this is the greatest because yeah. it's the the no. moment when he realizes yeah. like oh shit yeah and we get the little laser lights again yeah little laser scopey and uh <laughs> dylan <laughs> dylan like starts shooting but the predator shoots his little laser bullet 
and he shoots and Dylan's arm right up. Pops his arm right up. And they show like his hand like shooting yeah. the fuck. It's still shooting. shooting. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's yelling but in the dude, hand that falls that arm, to the jungle. That like, arm is so good too. And it's he, so good. It looks really good. Dylan is so hard he just quickly shoots semen in his hand and uses the semen <laughs> as like it as it's, a glue. it's basically like fucking just like alien blood and he cauterizes the fucking hole and he swings over with his other gun. If he would have just swung around and not taken the time to right. come and patch himself he would have killed Predator. He probably would have. He was trying to be a little cocky well, as they say cocky. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And, he, and he, yeah, he does turn with that other gun but the Predator has Wolverine claws that he goes and they come out and kind of just, just impales him. Guts him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great scene. Shish kebabs <laughs> the Great fuck out of fucking him. scene, dude. Then Billy hears a scream. Oh, so what does he do? He Drops throws his gun, shit. takes off his jacket. Starts like shaving his balls. Like, <laughs> and they're like, this is a weird time that you're doing this, Billy. Why are you shaving your balls? And even, he's like, Billy, why did you take all of your clothes off? He even drops the shit that was in his mouth into the river. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually, now you know, it's like, serious. Nah, he's standing on a log. It's actually <laughs> racist. throws everything off. Like, it's, it's thought that uh, Indians put on war paint, but actually they just shave their balls before battle because oh, okay. they don't want anything like, they want their balls just to be able to flap free yeah. in case like, they get and caught they on anything. And they aerodynamic? Yes. Yeah, you just pull out a knife. Gotta run it across your chest. Gotta right. cut your nipples off so you're more aerodynamic <laughs> when and you're then, running into a battle. And then you cut your legs off. <laughs> yeah. And then you fight. <laughs> like, the thing is, we, we don't even... So Billy runs off and we don't even... We don't see his death. His death is off screen. Yeah. Right? You, just you just hear, hear him, him screaming scream in the, the distance. In the, oh, in, so good. In the book, I think he's the only one you don't see get killed. Yeah, yeah you don't see him get yeah. killed. The, in I wonder the book, if that was a weird edit. In the book, edit. he gets pretty fucking... He gets... Basically, he gets cut from like his neck all the way down to like his fucking pelvic bone, mm-hmm. and all his organs are gone because the fucking predator has been is using him to study. Oh, um, oh that's right. Study. He got he got unzipped. He yeah. wants to see how the poop goes. Yeah, there there was a rumor floating around that they had actually filmed Billy's death and they edited it out for whatever reason. But that's good. I like they it. actually they actually never filmed well, that. Cool it was meant you, to always end that you way. You see his body a, a little later, but well, I like that. I I like this scene in particular for in, when I was a kid watching it because. Everybody's dying off in yes. really quick succession here, and they're trying to get away. And they're like, "Well, at least Billy will like kind of stop the predator for a little bit, but no, he doesn't. He He's doesn't. done immediately." And they're only like maybe fifty feet away from like the hole because they're kind of like in this like overgrowth section right. where they went in. And they kind of look back and they're like, "You realize really quickly, like they didn't get far at all. Like the predator's going to be there in a second, yeah. and he is. He's, and he's there. He's there right, above right them right immediately, and he sh- and Poncho gets shoot- gets shot in the head. Yeah, yeah. Shot in the yeah. Head. Which, his, his ear, his little ear yeah. chunk. Just <laughs> yeah, if you watch that effect, you can see the piece of his ear get <sighs> blown the fuck off when it hits the side of his face. He t- um, tells that girl to go run because she, she grabs a gun. Oh my god, this part is the best. She grabs the gun and Dutch turns and kicks oh, it he, out of her head. He karate kicks that. Just he whoop. does because he he has put it together that the predator only hunts you if you are armed. I'll give him a lot of credit, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> being able to lift his legs that high because he has fucking rhinoceros thighs. So I don't know how he fucking did that shit. He must have had to like yoga stretch that whole day before filming. So predator <laughs> get blast fucking Arnie. He's like, get to the chopper. Go he, run! Get to the chopper! Blast Arnie, but it hits the gun and kind of falls out of his hand. Yeah, she runs and Dutch is so running after her. what do you think about her. this? Uh-huh. I kind of like like to think about Predator in this movie. He's basically like a fat redneck that's like sitting in a tree just shooting at animals and calling it like hunt, quote unquote hunting, but it's not. You're not down there actually hunting. You're 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 shooting from afar. It's kind of it's I pussy. Mean, he has the advantage, mm, right? It's kind of pussy. Well, he's definitely using the technology to his advantage, and he's not playing yeah. it on equal terms whatsoever. Yeah, he's yeah. playing with them. But then at the end, he does he's play toy when with he finds them. when he finds the master. Which is Arnold Swartz. He does fight him one on one. Yeah, yeah. Fight. But epic. he, to- he, toys, he toys with him like. Yeah. relentlessly when uh, he could have killed him like multiple times he probably bought all of his like you know gear at Predmart 
It's kind of like the Walmart <laughs> version for predators. It's, it's Anyone dicks in there? for predators. He's like, um, I got this shoulder cannon. Um, nine ninety five comes with a. It came with a free mount. It goes right on my shoulder. Well, I, I really like this next scene when when Dutch is running and then he kind of slides oh, he down. Slips, slides. He slides on the embankment. Oh shit! And then you see when you see the edge of the cliff, it doesn't look like he's going to land in the water. No, no there's no. ground. You can see the ground. <laughs> he somehow floated thirty feet yes. forward and there's then fell down. Yes. There's two weird shots in this movie that are like don't are super grainy. Cuts. Yes, and it's th- that this part when he's falling, yeah. and then there's a cutaway. There's a pan back when they're shooting all the fauna. Um, yeah, and it looks super grainy too. It almost looks like like only thing I can say it looks like is like when movies like when shitty horror movies use like National Geographic yeah. footage and like when they're in the oh, jungle yeah. and yep. it obviously looks <laughs> yeah. different. Like stock that, footage. There's these two scenes, and even when I was a kid, I'd be like, "Why does it look like that? It's strange." Like you, we would even notice the difference when you're watching on syndicated right. television. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know why? Why? Because they used the wrong film in a set of the B roll. Oh no! And, they, and, the, and the film wasn't as good quality. <laughs> you, I mean, it tell you can yeah, tell, you can tell yeah. yeah. And it, and it shows even worse in like the, the high four, def, like four yeah. K yeah. that yeah. we yeah. watch. It's, it's, it's those two scenes you you uh, pointed out, and also the scene where Blaine's body falls when he initially gets hit, and then it's a and it's far away, and it's his body dropping when when Max is supposed to see. Uh, it. I can't, I can't yeah. think it's about grainy. it. Yeah. It's grainy too. Yeah. Yeah. Those two, it, man. It but weird. this is so specific where it's like. Like, is he going to make it? I don't know. Yes. And then, then a, a little two pixels of <laughs> Dutch hits the water. Yeah. And then you see a little like 8-bit splash. Just whoop. So the best part <laughs> and then of, you assume he makes this it. This is the best part in the book because in the book, he loses all of his clothes at this point. So the rest of this fucking story. He's he, naked? He's fucking buck-ass naked. Oh, he yeah. should have been naked. And are he, there illustrations? <laughs> no, no. So are there, there diagrams? A, is there a montage of him making like... You know, fashioning a loincloth out of like <laughs> yeah. foliage. Well, no, I mean, he doesn't need it. He's covered in mud for the rest that's of the movie. That's the reason, like, the mud thing Dick works mud. so well. But yeah. you know, do you want like a fucking hookworm coming into your fucking pee hole while you're kicking yourself? Ugh. And listen, when you're mud, out there, you I don't want to think about you it. You have to become one, one with the leeches. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so you train the leeches. <laughs> oh, well, you just put a, you put a pebble in your dick hole so oh. nothing can get up there. Ah, <laughs> you don't do that. So <laughs> yeah, so Dutch, so Dutch for boogers, <laughs> off, <laughs> for boogers off the cliff. You know, and then know, you use the ones that are like good for skipping. That are oh, thin and like flat and smooth. And smooth. You just sort of wedge it. Yeah, over but how the, far do you get it up there? Over the oval tip. Just get it in, <laughs> guys. You don't do it. Get it in there. No, and that's why the pee hole. The pee, the pee hole is flat like a sand dollar. You just it's like a coin slot. <laughs> oh my god. I, I like to think of the penis as a, as a urine coin slot. Oh my god. <laughs> what do I get if I put in a quarter? Didn't you uh, uh, all this go? Uh, blood in your urine, probably. <laughs> yes, for one. <laughs> I've got um, a half dollar. Does that skip me more? Uh, more blood in your urine. <laughs> so, so he like lands in the water and then like he goes over a goddamn waterfall. He goes over like sixteen consecutive. <laughs> Yeah. at separate locations in Mexico. I mean, yeah. You feel bad for him because he goes over this, goes over another waterfall, goes over another waterfall, swims Stay to shore, lays down like for love. half of a second. But you know what we needed in each of those scenes? Just a little bit of <laughs> as he goes over each one. Oh my god, dude, you're absolutely right. I never yeah. thought about it, but it's <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like. But there's like a, okay, so he he's there. He's kind of like catching his breath, and then there's a giant splash behind him. The predator also jumped. It's off not the a cliff? giant splash. First of all, that splash is so silly oh, is it? because it's like it's a seven foot tall fucking creature that weighs like probably like yeah. a, a ton, and the splash it makes is silly because it's like and it sounds like the special effects just sounds like someone threw like a like a dime in like a wishing <laughs> well. It's like spoop, and he goes in. Um, yeah, so he uh, the predator comes out of the water. I guess is he is he malfunctioning his suit? Yeah, he's like yeah. is he malfunctioning? Keypad and there's blue electricity. 
and he that is, 80s blue and then we see him and he's uh he's looking around but arnold at this point because he because he crawled up the muddy embankment is covered in mud i don't know yeah. what his game plan was but this I don't point know. he's just sort of like held on to these roots it's almost yes. like he's just trying to well, like camouflage himself and the thing is i also thought like he's terrified like because he realizes he, he yeah. might not survive he, this yeah. yeah yeah i think at this point he he may have assumed it's the end right and it's just gonna and this is when he has kind of assume like, the position the predator kind of walks around does his little search thing and doesn't see anything and kind of jumps off and kind of walks down that like rocky embankment thing and arnold's like has an epiphany he's like dude billy was right about the shit this whole time yes. and he starts so he starts drinking like the water to get giardia and, starts, and he just starts shitting and covering himself in shit uh, thinking it was the shit that did it um yeah so right, he realizes it's the mud that protected him and then he's like kind of making some more booby traps he's, he's a lot of booby trap he's booby trapping yes. he makes himself a bow and arrow that's capable of shooting an arrow completely through a tree yeah yeah yep. Was mean, that, it's an amazing. arrow tip what are those where, out, do, where out do you like get those arrow tips rotten vines yeah <laughs> well he, he got the gunpowder from like it's a funny, but, he did, but he yeah. did like but he did like the fucking bow flex on oh, it so like yeah, yeah clearly oh, jesse it's powerful. funny because we tried to bust all his muscles and it's so glistening well, you with tried mud your sweat. when we were kids like we were obsessed with this movie as kids and we used to go we used to pretend we were um like them we'd go there was like this uh outgrowth of bamboo and we used to go out there with like fucking sticks and just smash all the bamboo down we yeah. pretended we were like clearing like the fauna and everything like that and then also or the foliage whatever foliage, the fuck. Yeah. um and uh the flora same, same thing with the bows and arrows we always tried to make bow and arrows with fucking sticks and rope no <laughs> that shit no. does not work dude i mean like we made some fucking pretty like elaborate ass bows and arrows and like you'd never get it to go like farther than an inch just and, like, and here are the scars from when i got shot by yes. <laughs> <laughs> shot myself on the fucking foot I, I love the next scene because it's um when the predator like rips out um you see billy's body and rips oh, yeah. out his spine and his skull grabs it from the base yes and, and rips it out and then sprays but, it with but something he cleans it with steam and then he you he, don't know it's and, steam oh it looks like steam it, lo- it almost looks like uh like dry ice smoke I thought he was steaming it because like he's getting the yeah, meat out. Like, because like he's meat. cleaning the meat and then you see him lovingly caressing all so of his good. collection wow. of skulls. Mm. Yeah, it's like John, it. That's what John does in the <laughs> fucking game room. <laughs> Look at all these games. Put them in alphabetical order. It's so good. Let me put on my pants and fucking lube it. Yeah. So I mean, you're making your tape head voice, which I yes. feel like is what you're doing no, with no, your VHS that's tapes. Your, that's your voice with, with your fucking video games. Okay. It's interchangeable. Yeah. So there's every nerd's voice yeah. deep inside actually um, so <laughs> it's your soul voice of your nerd this this is when like the you know the we're getting ready for the battle right he's gonna like take them so in the book this is on. this is a cool difference in the book that i thought was pretty neat um that i actually think the book's a lot better in doing this this whole battle scene um in particular because okay in the movie now he kind of is lures he's kind of like going this back and forth with the predator and ends up getting the upper hand for a second there and he hurts the predator with like the fucking arrow and the predator goes into like a cave kind of thing and he's following the predator into the cave following the blood yeah, yeah. well and it's really awesome in the book because in the book he starts doing anna's voice uh, the predator starts doing uh, anna's voice like the recordings of anna yeah and he's going closer because he thinks he's going to rescue anna but then the predator fucks up and the predator plays Max's voice ah, and he's like, I like that. he's like max been dead this it's the fucking predator and he backs out of the cave real quick just as like something like goes off and it would have like killed them two seconds earlier. oh i oh, like cool. that that's so cool really yeah. yeah um yeah so basically like he like sets a big fire he runs he runs and climbs up a tree the predator comes yep. he like well yeah. then she does them. the tarzan That's jungle just, cry oh to call God. the predator full-on arnold just <laughs> <laughs> it's 
mean, that pisses me off. That kind of uh, now it's like a missed opportunity in my mind of like it could have been, the predator could have fucked with him and played like back, played all, back. The, yeah. all the recordings of his dead comrades. Yeah, yeah, they do it in the book way better. It's it's, the, it's probably the only thing the book does better. Honestly, <laughs> but you think you'd have to think he's got recordings of like each one of them, like you know Hawkins telling a dirty joke or something like that. He could have like just played all that shit back and made like, Arnold feel. All of the, all of his failures is not keeping his men alive. That yeah. would be cool. That's yeah. super psychological. Yeah, I mean psychological you know, warfare. Yeah. But but again, like they had um, you know, knowing the history of the movie and they had all this time because when they got that shitty suit, they had to go back and wait for Stan Winston to create the predator, shoot those final scenes. So they had the extra time to go back and actually reconstruct the ending and, and take all this time with it. They could have come up with stuff like that, but yeah. they didn't. Even without it, still really good. No, it's really good, yeah. but opportunity lost. There's a couple mm-hmm. other, I'll talk about some differences too, um, that come towards the end here. Yeah, so like there's this big, like, you yeah. know, back, you said back and forth kind of battle that We're goes to the on. iconic end. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Predator, oh, so I like this part because like um, the Predator jumps down right in front of Dutch, but he doesn't see him and he almost kind of like walks, like climbs over him. Dutch like goes around, he's like hanging on the underside of a log. Yeah. And, like, a, uh, like a baby slot. Throws a rock to distract him and then he's like throwing spears at him. That detonates. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it is really good. Um, he wounds him and then, but but then he, uh, he goes to grab a branch and falls into the water and basically washes all his fucking mud off. Yes. Mm. And this is when the Predator decides that he's gonna start fucking with him and he puts his like the the fucking wolverine claws into a log around oh, his right neck around his yeah, head. yeah. yeah. Oh, he could have yeah. just killed him yeah well this is when they get they start going in mano a mano because the predator throws him against the wall unhinges finally you get a like, shot of the mask all the steam so much steam yep unhinges the mask takes it off real slow and then you finally get the reveal you've been waiting for yeah, yeah. the it's whole so movie it is so good and the the payoff it's so good too because so there was like in the, in the trivs like how like the mask was originally supposed to be really elaborate it was a great fucking call to make the lap the mask just be very simple and yeah. streamlined yeah, the because mask simple and because give the, the if, face detail because that seems like something they would do now they would make a really elaborate mask and take it off and then after you see the elaborate mask you're like ah it's not really that great underneath whatever right, yeah but, but there's so much fucking detail in his face dude and the mandibles oh, and the gorgeous. fucking eyes and the little yeah. whiskers and i love the setting of them kind of like in like the swampy area of the jungle like fucking kind of like you know c- circling each other mm-hmm. it's fucking great yeah it's so good and you really get a you really like think like you know arnold's an un- unstoppable guy but the predator's just manhandling the shit out of him like oh, when, yeah. he, when he lifts him up and puts him against the wall and you see his feet dangling that's like, like a really good like, perspective like, shot of is. how big this fucking thing is and they just start punching each other yeah this is like <laughs> this epic brawl that goes on a lot of backhanding the predator is yeah. really good at just backhanding with those <laughs> long fingers mm-hmm. oh yeah um yeah and then he's just beating him up and um th- yeah he gets I'm i love that he, he lets arnold get a couple punches in on his little face yeah makes and his, it's makes, just like the goofiest, twitch. it's just the goofiest little like like kung fu fight noise like bah, yeah kah, kah, kah. So, so, <laughs> and then he doesn't even blink. So in the book right here, I'll, I'll mention the rest of the differences in the book because it's pretty cool. Um, in this part, uh, they start fighting back and forth and actually Arnold gets the upper hand and really like wounds the fucking Predator and the Predator runs off back to his back to his ship and Arnold kind of has to like chase oh. him like relentlessly as he's trying to head back to the ship to escape. And they get to like the, the ship and there's like kind of like this outcropping where the ship has crashed and there's a lot of fallen trees and around the fucking ship is all fucking strung up bodies from the people he's been killing oh, for all the, shit. All, like, the months That's he's been there cool. like yeah. from different villages and stuff like that and he has like all their like skulls like clean and stuff 
and he's trying to go back into the ship and he realizes uh, Arnold sees that he has dropped his spear because like he's like mortally like wounded and Arnold picks up the spear and fucking launches it and it fucking goes right through the predator goes through the predator and smashes something in the um and like what are the console and the predators like a uh, spaceship mm-hmm. which makes a self-destruct sequence start to oh, go off no way. And, oh, shit. and arnold hears like this weird noise uh, i keep calling him arnold but Dutch <laughs> hears this weird noise and starts running away and it fucking explodes and that's, that's how awesome. the explosion happens and then that's a good ending too this is what's stupid about it and and it's the one thing that i really like about this movie is like predator is a straightforward movie they didn't feel the fucking need to put in any kind of like lovey-dovey love story yeah. like, right so Thank they could have very easily have done that with Anna's character right. if they wanted to, but they didn't. You know, they kept her as like this strong-willed woman who keeps trying to like fucking get away from her captors no matter what. And at the end of the book, it's fucking stupid as shit because she she leaves right, and then she gets picked up by the helicopter. The helicopter comes back to get Arnold, and he's so fucked up from the explosion that they come upon him and he's like kind of all smoky and everything like that and they almost shoot him but Anna tells him to stop and then at the end they kind of like oh, embrace no. and, like, have, and have like this moment and they're like kind of like t- emotional I guess they're like together or yeah. something like that oh, survivors and, then, and it ends and I was just like it was like the they're most bonded by tragedy the loudest groan when that happened yeah. oh, I, I do love the, the final shot of him in like the chopper and he just looks like he, he just looks got like a burnt piece of toast oh, it's oh great. my god and I do like that and I do like the original the, the, the ending in this movie that you get where you know he basically gets away and he fucking ends up trying to use the trap that he set up yes, for the Predator. But, the predator but he said it, he's, it. he knew to set a double trap. Well, it was right. the counterweight for the trap. Right. So oh, like, right, because he kicks it free. Yeah, it was the counterweight for oh. the trap he set. It, the, I always thought he set a double trap. No, no, no yeah. it was just the counterweight. And the log comes down, it's, it's an enormous log, comes down huh. right wow. on the Predator's head yeah. and smashes him to the ground. But you kind of <laughs> see that like it's moving a little bit, so you're not really sure like is well, I like Ar- I like fine? Arnold's reaction when he when he sees it moving. He's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's like right. he's still alive. Yeah, and he gets over there. And, You're um, one ugly <laughs> motherfucker. He grabs a rock because he's going to like put it. He's going to finish him, but he realizes like he's he's done. Right? He's, like, he's like gurgling off. blood yeah, everywhere. Cur- he's, he's like throwing out Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, but he's, he's raving he, different he, flavors. <laughs> Predator he's, be- he's bleeding the Baja Blast. This is a, this is probably another. Um, I'm glad we did this ending because I think yeah. it's super iconic, and I also think it fits to the Predator idea where like. He doesn't want to be found, so yeah. right. he's, gonna, he's, he's a warrior he's who gonna, has failed. He's going to destroy himself, in other words, and everything he has is is with him. Right. So I do like that better than them going yeah, back so to the ship. Yeah, so he like opens his little arm keypad thing, and he goes, and he basically sets like a self destruct sequence. And this is silly when you find out that the predator laughs like a human being, which is strange. Well, I think he's somehow like. Yeah, he's like, using Billy's voice yeah, again. He's just playing, right. Yeah, he's playing Billy's voice back to him. Like amplified well, and stretched yeah. out. Yeah. I, so weird. I guess he mimics the sound because it seems like when he has the mask on and he can replay the audio, but then it, he moves his mouth like he is right, laughing. Like he's doing it. So yeah. he's, he's, he's like mimicking the uh, that sound. I think that technology is yeah. like in their armor or like in his wrist. Oh I don't know, but, but his face, <laughs> but his face moves yeah, like he like is he's, laughing. Like he's no, laughing. Well, I think he still vocalizes it when he wants to use it. <laughs> and and basically there's just like this enormous just, explosion with blue electricity. Bomb. Yeah, but, it's, but it's conveniently um, Arnold finds like an abandoned refrigerator. He hides in it. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's, and he's completely yeah. fine. Somehow, like, he does run far away. That oh the giant God. mushroom cloud that ensues does not. He does not get injured. It doesn't and make it. That, 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 I, I, lo- that I love this like, part. Don't get me wrong. I love this part. Even though that fucking that mushroom cloud they show looks fucking shitty as it does. Hell, oh, it looks dude. so bad. It's such like a. It's weirdly like. 
like stretched out and like it, they tried to get it on like an angle for some reason and it looks I like they, yeah. they have like a painting that they, they weirdly it, yeah, like it doesn't yeah. fit the perspective it's so weird but yeah so the helicopter they have Anna and then they eventually go down to pick up Dutch and he's just like what like emerging from it and he's like shirtless and muddy <laughs> yeah. and like a fucking head he's so messy yeah. he should have like been, been naked he looks he like that piece of pizza crust that falls to the bottom of your oven and just keeps getting reburnt every time you make more pizza <laughs> yeah. and you yeah. never go and get it because you're like oh, I'll get it later we call that the, we call it the Elio's a time forgot <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but then, and then like so basically he's rescued music the music cues the helicopter the, flies the away sweeping. and that's the end of the and movie and then Arnold's riddled with cancer from the fucking nuclear yeah. explosion yeah. Yeah. pretty much oh man so who wants to go first and talk about this why do i I did one first last time they didn't i'll go first you go first i'll go first so this movie is clearly a 10 for me a 10 10 10 i think it's a 10 for everybody i mean come on yeah yes 10 for everybody but the i mean i've watched this so many times and it never tarnishes in how much i love it because the pacing the tension is perfect and the transition from mood like we talked about how it starts out sort of as a a rescue adventure kind of military feel and then it starts getting into that psycho jungle thriller Mm -hmm. and it never cheapens as it goes along and then you get to that last like fight between these two huge dudes one's got to win and it's not tacky in any way that's it, also the it, last full half hour of the movie yeah is that yeah fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like you it has integrity it keeps its integrity the entire film it doesn't i don't know like give its characters any shitty lines it doesn't like it doesn't treat the audience like you're a fucking yeah moron it doesn't either. treat you like a child it doesn't treat its characters like a child which like i think the new movie is just uh so guilty of doing yeah, that it's yeah like, that's like everything wrong with the new movie is everything that was perfect in this first movie and the special effects, like I am a diehard Stan Winston fan, oh, and dude. the way that they treated this, and like Kevin, what is it, Kevin Peter Hall, being able to be this character yeah. and not just like wearing a phone also, suit. Arnold was the one responsible for fucking telling them, the director, to to call up Stan Winston because they had done Terminator together. So he's like, you know, yeah. call him up and fucking get him involved in this, and he's going to do something that's just going to blow your mind, and he absolutely did. And it makes a difference when you actually have people on a project that care about it, and you build a team yeah. that's like, hey, I know how to do this, or like, hey, I know that you shouldn't fucking do this because this is stupid. Yeah. This red lobster suit, and then <laughs> yes. Van Damme has this poor attitude, like, we should switch these things make better choices right yeah. cuz yeah. if we're going to be down here in the jungle getting diarrhea squirts well, and, also, and bug bites it's like, like important to say like they made changes before it was too late to do it yes. you know? whereas like yeah. which, which which is like nowadays i feel like they think they can fix everything in post and it's like yes. this movie sucks yeah. we'll just we'll cut shit out we'll rearrange shit and it'll be fine it's like it, not it, does it ever really yeah. work out for you though no, no. no and and uh, and more often than not you hear about an 11th hour edit before the movie oh even nowadays out. So yeah, yeah it's like nowadays, you have to take yeah. fucking responsibility yeah, I mean, like, in the this, moment of like this is my movie i want it to be right i'm gonna fix this it, fucking now yeah, in not this day later and age, in this day and age when you hear that like john said it immediately puts a stigma on the movie where like you're yeah. just like it's not gonna be good oh they no, have to go yeah. back and do reshoots oh well yeah yeah well, then that's bad then it's yeah. troubling because if you had to do a reshoot then it means that what your what your original vision was didn't pan out yeah or you're letting somebody tell you it's wrong and you have to go back well, and that's do it another their thing, way too. they do test audiences a lot now and that changes the course of an entire movie the test audience and that and i i know why they do test audiences but to me it's a pointless fucking thing to do make a movie that you believe in 
Release it and let the fucking everybody decide. Let the fucking group of people, not a test audience, let the fucking people decide yeah. as a whole if it's yeah. good or not. Which bothers me I, about I, the I agree Predator because it, it, to me, it's like, did you really do that? And did the, the people that, that watched us really come out of that and go, this is what we want? This is what the Predator franchise? No, I don't think I, so. I feel like I don't think so at all. I think they, I think the people that when it came out and hated it and they tried to shine the turd as best they could, and that yeah. was what it was, you know. It's just like they're what they could only do so much to make it a good movie after that. I mean, at at that point, I would just say, you know what? This thing is dead in the water. We'll sit on the Predator franchise for another year or two and we'll release one closer to Halloween another year. That's better. We can do it better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do now. At Before this point. you spend money on the marketing and all that kind for of crap. For Predator, it's almost like I feel like they have, if they try to do Predator again, I feel like they got to take it back to basics. Like, yeah. take it, yeah. ba- strip it down, do it, take it way back to basics. Some, some people think you can't make another horror Predator movie. I that disagree. Is- I think you can make a sci fi horror Predator movie and, and do it right, but you have to have an artistic vision you need and, to, a, yeah. and keep it simple. You have now, to be true to and you that. Just, and you have you to can't get, flip-flop. You need to get someone that has a fucking vision that can do it on like a limited budget where like it's not like, oh, I need 90 million to make this movie because that's, to me, that's like, if you if you're relying on making a movie because only by having ninety million to a hundred million dollars, then that then you don't know what you're doing. You should be able to make a fucking movie. Even nowadays, I know movies are super expensive to make, but putting the price out there ahead of time doesn't mean anything unless you have like your story in line right. and like you don't need that all that a lot that shit was so excessive in the new movie. Yeah, like it was. if you all you needed was that one predator and he looked amazing, right? That the original predator. That's yeah. all you need. All the rest of the stuff involved in that storyline, flush it. Yeah. Like what was <laughs> yes. that? What was that? Seventy million dollars worth of fucking crap that needed to be flushed. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll go, I'll go next. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's funny because I was thinking, is this a movie a ten for me? Because um, but it is because there isn't anything that I don't like about it. You know, it's kind of like um, I don't know, quintessential eighties movie, right? It's like so great it has like you know big stars, Arnie. Um, it's the movie like it's so perfect with its tone, like the the tension in it, the suspense. Um, they just do everything right. You know, and it has like the cheesy one-liners and all that, but yeah, it's, but you know what? It's not too much. It doesn't take away from that the is, seriousness of it. That's a great thing to say too, yeah. because I feel like the the humor is pulpy, but it never feels excessive, and like it never becomes to the point where it's like incessant and it annoys you, right? Yeah, and it also doesn't ever cross that line where it's a comedy. Um, so the IMDb rating is a seven point eight out of ten, which I don't know, whatever. It's a little low to me, I think. Um, Rotten Tomatoes eighty percent. All right, I'm going to announce the next movie, which is another of our special Halloween picks. This one by Jessup. From the director who brought you Child's Play and Thinna, starring Chris Sarandon, there are good reasons to be afraid of the dark. It's Fright Night from 1985. Charlie Brewster is about to discover there are some very good reasons to be afraid of the dark. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that. But look, Lieutenant! What happens if you go into that house alone and he gets you? Fright Night. If you love being scared, it'll be the night of your life. Rated R. Now at select theaters. Check newspapers for showtimes. All right, guys, you know where to find us. We are on Instagram, Say You Love Satan Podcast. On Facebook, Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. Our website, Say You Love Satan Podcast.com. You can email us. You can leave us a voicemail. You can click on that Patreon banner and become a patron. So until next episode, Say You Love Satan! Satan!
Because of the end of civilization, the clamp cable network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming, but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. Thank you.